Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Film Yak podcast, our weekly podcast where we discuss movies. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And Jonathan. And today we're going to have a special episode where we do a double <coughs> deep dive. That's two different deep dives. One will be my pick uh, from last week, William Friedkin's Bug from 2006, starring Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd. And we'll also be discussing, probably at length, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is the recently released Disney Star Wars picture. The much ballyhooed action sci-fi mm-hmm. adventure. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing, doing great. great. Doing great, I should yeah. say that we just attempted to record the first five-minute intro here, <laughs> and incidentally, my laptop uh, messed up, or the program messed up, and started recording uh, in five-second increments over and over and over again. But uh, we just uh, had a had a good time opening some Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan got himself an AMC gift card. Mm-hmm. I got Thank myself you, Highway Patrolman on DVD. Thank you. I Kevin. feel like a dick. I didn't bring anything. Yeah, Jonathan, is, he really <laughs> fucked up here, and uh, it's it's no big thing. Thursday will be my my gift giving day. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, and then uh, I gave Kevin a, a sorcerer poster. Framed. 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 Very nice. Well, it's awesome. I got it in the mail and rolled and everything, and I was like, I could just give him this rolled, but like, if somebody gave me a rolled poster, I, I tend to like just set it aside because I'm too lazy to go buy a frame. So yeah, frames like, are like 20 bucks, too. Or like 15 bucks, mm, so it's like... 20, 27, 90. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you're giving, you're giving a gift, and you're like, oh, thanks. Now I have to go buy another piece. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a bill here. You have yeah. this, but now it's only half of the gift, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or you could just do, like, you know, high school scotch tape on the wall. That's true, yeah, but I don't want you Never. to have to, you know, I want to look good. Yeah, yeah. look good, you know? Yeah. Oh, my posters are great, in frames, yeah. you know? I like I like the stuff to be in frames, so. Yeah. I'd be disrespectful to the film and its poster, in my opinion, so. PG rating. Yeah, PG for PG, yeah. Uh, Some material may not be suitable for all audiences or teenagers suitable suitable for pre-teenagers pre-teenagers there it is okay so that's exciting uh we actually are planning on recording another episode we know this episode's late we're going to record a second episode for this week on thursday our normal day for recording Mm -hmm. and uh that will feature jonathan's pick which we'll talk about at the end of the episode so moving right along, let's just jump into what we watched since our news item was a huge flop anyway before we uh, had to start re-recording. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, you want to get us started with what we watched? Yeah, what sure. You watched? Uh, let's see. The first one I rewatched was uh Okay, I rewatched. Uh rewatching Glorious Bastards. First time since the theater. Whoa. Wow. Crazy. Um liked it a lot more. A lot more. Mm. Um I guess I was going into it, like, expecting something, you know, Kubrick-style. You know, I don't know, something like, you know, You mean the first serious. time? Yeah, like the first time. Okay, yeah. right. Something serious, something like There Will Be Blood or something, you know. And it's like a comic book, almost. It's, like, goofy. <laughs> There's shit written on things, pointing to people, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's goofy. Um, but, you know, if you just kind of chill and watch it, it's uh, pretty good. It's a lot better than... I thought it was going to be. Mm. It has some amazing, it. It has some amazing moments. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, it really does, uh, especially violence wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some great violence in that. Um, mm. Yeah, all the dialogue stuff still holds up really well. That was the only redeeming factor for it for me the first time I saw it. Mm. Um, like Chris, that, the opening scene. The opening scene is great. Yeah, um, except for the part where he goes like, 
uh, you mind if we switch to English? I thought that was kind of cheesy, but it makes sense. Um, so the I guess the the Jews under the floor can't hear, you know, right. understand what they're saying. Right. But yeah, it's yeah. just still, it's just kind of like, you mind if, we, I, I, I hear you can speak English. You mind if we switch to English you, now? Would it have been better if he was like, do you mind if we switch to Italian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Something more believable, or, or German. Because, I mean, they're they're in France. They might be close to the German border. He might know German. Who knows? Mm, yeah, maybe. True, you know, true. That'd be, It'd be just as likely, I'd say, that he knows German as English. Yeah. 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 But anyway. But they'd obviously, obviously also want to get away from subtitles as soon as possible. Yeah, it, it felt a little cheap. Um, but Christoph Waltz is incredible in this. Um, yeah. uh, I, whenever you reviewed it, a few, I guess a few weeks ago or a month ago or so. Um, Did I? Yeah, you rewatched it a couple of months ago. No, not recently. It was on like your top five World War II movies. Maybe yeah, that was but, it. Yeah. yeah, but it's been a while ago okay. since I okay. watched um, it. Oh, but I, it? it does, I have the same experience. So it goes up every, I've seen it I think three or four times now and it goes up every time. So. Mm. The uh, it's still, still not as high as you put it, but who's the guy who plays the bear Jew? Uh, I don't know. Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Oh, yeah, oh, he, oh. Never mind. I was thinking with the other guy. <laughs> never mind. He's ridiculous. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> yeah, he's really uh, like his accent. Wait, wait, yeah, yeah, it's like really, it's really ridiculous. And like the out of the park. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's brutal. Um, he's awful. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody else is really great though. And uh, B J Novak. Yeah, yeah from, from the uh, Office. He uh, he doesn't say much, but uh, yeah. he's. <laughs> I don't know. You just like seeing him in there. Wait, he's just they, they funny call me to look the at. small one. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's another guy too. Uh, the guy from Freaks and Geeks who's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The nerd kids mm-hmm. is one of the uh, Nazi killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around, pretty solid. Gave, it, you, a, gave it a four. How do you feel about the um, the film within the film of the like the Triumph of the Will type thing? That yeah, actually, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Which Eli Roth directed. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's just the guy like mowing down yeah. infinite, you know, high <laughs> yeah. allied troops. Uh, yeah, it was you know whatever. I think it was pretty cool. My one of my favorite uh, visual moments is uh, when he's carving the the swastika in the thing, and all mm-hmm. everybody cheers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting. Good stuff though. Um, I th- I need to rewatch the Kill Bill, both Kill Bills, but I think I like it a little bit more than the Kill Bills. You should rewatch mm. Django. Django as well. Yeah, See how that, that goes. was a little bit more. Django is a hard one. Yeah, even the first time I saw it, I was like, "Man, this is too far!" Like yeah. into like comedy, just it feels very grindhousey, uh, whatever you know, like his, distasteful too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll rewatch them all eventually. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing a like rewatching all of the Tarantino movies and rating them. I still haven't seen Hateful Eight either. I need to watch that. If you yeah, got get on it, but it's it's three, long, <laughs> three three hours. I see it on Netflix all the time, and I just see the time. I'm like, God, it's like I think it's almost three hours, like yes. the regular, yeah, yeah, regular cut. Yeah, is there a director's cut or anything? No, there's Any the roadshow of... version, which was like ten more minutes or something, okay. but you, it doesn't exist. You can't see it. It's only on the roadshow. It was like only in like glorious seventy, 70 million. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was the one that had an intermission, too. I don't oh. know if they... Actually, does the regular one have the intermission? Not that I remember. I've only watched it once. But I didn't know the intermission took up like a minute and a half, two mm. minutes, so... <laughs> anyway. Mm. Kevin? Let's see. So, finally watched Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Amazing. Easy, easy five. Easy five. Like... I mean, like... Did you go five on this? Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't see it? No, I missed it. Okay, yeah. I mean... There's too much going on not to give it a five. It's, like it's just 
there's so much it's going insane. on, but it's all great. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's no there's no point where you're like, oh my god, like when when's this movie gonna end? You're just wondering what's gonna happen next and how ridiculous it's gonna be. And like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't compare it to like it's hard to compare it to like Goodfellas or something. Yeah, it's I so mean, iconic. But it, it I feel like it's the quintessential like Scorsese like character mm. study. Like uh, like you know <laughs> it goes through their entire life or whatever basically. Yeah, and the funny thing too was like. You know, if he had if he had been like if Jonah Hill had been like a little more like sociopathic, maybe maybe a little little less comedic, like he could like it could have easily been like, you know, DiCaprio is to De Niro yeah. as Hill is to Joe Pesci. Cause like you know Right. But yeah <laughs> Look what look, we're not working for you. Sweetheart, you got my t- my money taped to your titties. You I think it's safe to say you're working for me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was hilarious and like, uh, like all, all of the like video, videotape looking stuff. And like when they're going through the yacht and they've got, uh, Robin Leach doing the, doing some narration. It was, it's amazing. It's very, uh, aggressive for for such a high profile. And so like, I've, like I've said before, just like Scorsese is so old. But mm. this movie feels like it was made by like a thirty year old, you know. It's definitely. Yeah. Very kinetic, definitely. Very kinetic, very fast and Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Some of the uh <laughs> some of the drug use and the sex and all the when he blows the cocaine into the hooker's asshole, just <laughs> so extreme. <laughs> and that scene where he's like somehow I made it home with not a scratch on me or the yeah. car. <laughs> and then like ten minutes later. Apparently, I didn't remember that correctly, and it shows him like crashing into everything on the way. It's incredible. It was great. Quay the ludes, the ludes. <laughs> <Lewds. laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, like you feel anything? Nah, you no. Maybe we gotta, maybe we got to get our heart rate up and get it circulating <laughs> throughout the system. Let's just take four more just in case. Oh God! Like when they're on, and the- then like. Like he's on the phone and he starts speaking, yeah, doing yeah. the word salad. <laughs> <laughs> I skip the I skip the drool phase right into the cerebral palsy phase. <laughs> Classic. Uh, that, yeah, like that's Scorsese's probably like of like all the directors I can think of. Like he's probably the most like varied, but also the most consistent as how good. Like, how just next-level good his movies are. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. One of the great living directors. Yes, indeed. And then he made Silence. Which was amazing. Was, was that a dig? What's that supposed to mean? He, right. he gave it's it a four a, and a half. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. The, he gave it a four, four and a half. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more... I don't know. I need to rewatch it. But All right, Jordan. You, you <laughs> should, Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. Did Jordan see it? No, I'm just saying you're changing your star he, rating. Uh, I think he has seen it. But, He's uh, seen, he you get that it. first movie high, you know, you're like and watching it, and you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. Then the more you think about it. Well, I saw it twice, and I doubled down, man. I mean, the second time was even better. Uh, Damn. It's an amazing film. It's All incredible. Right. It's the best film of last year, far and away. Mm. Uh, I rewatched, uh, as I said I would, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo mm. on uh, on some service. Oh, I rented it on iTunes. Mm. Which uh, kind of bummed me out because I remember at Best Buy when this movie came out, it was like really cheap on Blu-ray and had a really cool package. And it was like 
seven bucks or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy it because when I saw it in the theater, I didn't like it. And rewatching it now, it's just it's really good. Like I don't know what what I <laughs> I'm not sure what I didn't like about it before. It's it's a really solid thriller. It's incredibly slick. Like it looks phenomenal. Like the cinematography in it is just beautiful, and just, like every shot is just like I mean, you know, like Fincher is like that's his thing. You know, he's mm. very like everything looks cold and like sterile and extremely slick and hyper stylized. But like this is like another level. It's uh. And it's just really, it's just really great. What'd Dan- you give it? Daniel Craig is great in it. I gave mm-hmm. it a four. Four. Rooney Mara is good in it. I mean, yeah, it's just fantastic. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't want to like overhype it, but I mean, it's yeah. just it's a lot better than I. I would have given him like a one when I saw it the first time. I hated it. Wow. I, I honestly don't know why. Where does it rank on your top? Oh shit. Uh, well, I did the re-ranking after I watched this in Gone Girl. And it jumped up. It didn't jump up a whole lot because, I mean, it's... You Better know, it's, than Gone Girl? It's Fincher. So, yeah, Gone Girl is... Uh, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, you rewatched that, yeah? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, nothing is showing up right on your Wi-Fi, but it doesn't matter. The uh, It's somewhere down, you know, lower half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's only because the rest <clears throat> of his movies are so fucking good, you know? Uh, I rewatched... I'll just talk about Gone Girl, too, because I have, like, nine movies to talk about. So, <laughs> Gone Girl... <laughs> Gone Girl uh, dropped half a star for me this time Mm. and it's it's fine it's just like it's got some real problems with the writing and uh the woman who wrote the novel wrote the screenplay and Mm. i think she was just a little indulgent with some of her like super witty dialogue like everybody's just super humorous and witty yeah and it just doesn't really work and there's one part in particular and I tried to, I talked to my wife about this after because I, I still don't understand this line or like what, why it's like, why you would say this or why it's supposed to be clever. But I don't know how much you guys remember from the movie in the film, the, uh, the woman who is, I mean, spoilers. So just, you know, (laughs) the woman is supposed to be dead. She faked her own death and ran away. Now she's in order to frame Ben Affleck, her husband. She's left a bunch of uh, stuff that she bought on her credit card in a woodshed yeah. in the back of his sister's property to make it appear as though he bought all the stuff and he's waiting for her to die so he can go get it. Okay, which is like you know that's going to like point the finger at him as being some kind of you know uh, deviant, like he did something. Yeah. So he knows this. So when he goes on live television to do an interview. He's thinking to himself, I've got to, I know that she's alive. I know she's going to watch this interview. So I've got to talk to her directly. So when he does, like, he's trying to, like, I don't know. I just don't understand the motive. He says, he says, listen, if you're out there, uh, cause they still haven't found her body or anything, you know, she could mm. be still alive or whatever. And he's obviously denying having done anything. But he also knows that she's like a crazy bitch at this point. Who's trying to frame him for murder. And yeah. he, he, he says, if you're out there. I just want you to know I love you and I want you to come home and I'm I just feel so bad about every oh, the, the husband I was and I've taken myself to the woodshed about it. And it's like, "Oh, that's that's cool." He's like hinting about the woodshed, but it's like, "Why would he want her to know that he knows what's going on? Why is that going to bring her out of, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense." 
I just like I was. Re- I, I was mean, like he like, wouldn't have any prints or, an, uh, or anything on that. That's shit, the first right? thing I said too. I was like, when they open that, I'd be like, I've never touched any of this yeah. stuff. Go swab it for prints. Her prints are going to be all over this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I think that was my biggest problem with like you know just the story of Gone Girl, whether it was the book or the movie. It's like yeah, like. It's trying to be, like, this kind of edgy thriller, but, like, it doesn't ever quite get as edgy as it thinks it is. Right. need to watch more of Forensic Files. You know, get your, <laughs> shit, get your shit down. I, mean, I, like, right. I, I do like some of the, some of the like, whenever it's revealing how she did it and how she, like, she took her own blood out. She took a lot of her own blood out, and then she poured it all over the ground and then cleaned it up. Jeez. Like, it's like, that's kind of smart. Like, yeah, because yeah. they're going to see the DNA, and, like, it looks like somebody tried to clean up blood. Like that's all good. I li- I like the parts of it. You know, I think it was like well directed and everything. And it's uh, some of the acting was okay. Mm. I think Ben Affleck was a not a bad choice, but I also think like, I mean, it's like Venture and Brad Pitt. Like, why don't you just put Brad Pitt in the role? You know what I mean? Like, it just makes so much. He's such a better actor. <laughs> like, what exactly is her motive? She just uh, what is her motive? She just hates his guts. I guess. I don't well, know. like he. He was actually cheating on her. Yeah, he's a he's a scumbag. I mean, that's yeah, true. And but he, but also okay. but also like she's like a through and through like sociopath or psychopath. She's done it before. She'd accused her previous like her ex boyfriends of rape and stuff when it didn't happen. Yeah. So she's just crazy. Yeah, like Amy is like an honest to goodness super villain. Yeah. Like you okay. know along the lines of like uh, Walter White in Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, like I, it's it's uh it's not fantastic. It's near the bottom for me of his mm. filmography, but it's still a three and a half. I mean, it's still a solid watch. I you know I'll watch yeah. it again at some point. But uh, so it's like Benjamin Button's on like the very Benjamin bottom? Button is below Gone Girl, I think. Okay, but uh, so at the bottom is Benjamin Button. Ben- should okay, be at the okay. Bottom, yeah. yeah, right, right, and then like. There's like three or four three and a half. So there's like Alien Gone Girl. There's like Alien Three, Gone Girl, Benjamin Button. They're all three and a half. So oh, okay. I mm-hmm. don't know. I forget what the order is exactly. But yeah. but uh, yeah. So I. But going back to Girl with Dragon Tattoo, just real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just the the ultimate scene, kind of, or the penultimate scene, the kind of where it's all leading up to. I mean, you guys have both seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. Yeah, check it. When out. the villain is revealed. Uh, and he, there's a kind of a torture scene. Yeah, and it's very extreme and really cool, <laughs> and it gets pretty, uh, it gets like hyper violent for just a few seconds. It's really it's yeah, really with Inya playing in the yeah, background, play Inya on a real, real to real. Yeah, <laughs> it's good though. It, yeah, you should totally check it out. It's a little long. It's like two and a half hours long, but Damn. I mean, it is good. I could have swore it was longer than that for some reason. I think it's two. It might be two forty. I don't okay. know, but it's yeah, it's long. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. I'd say it's worth it. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, up next, I watched rewatched um, Force Awakens before we went and saw the Last Jedi. Um, still a four. I don't know. Like this, this movie. This movie. <laughs> I should hate this, but it's like how many of those stars? Be honest. How many of those stars would this movie immediately lose if Han Solo was not in it? Oh, I, I honestly, Han Solo doesn't take it or leave it. I don't give a shit. I don't know that that's I, true. No, it is one hundred percent true. Okay, so we're it gonna, might actually go up if he we're going to have to take it. a huge, huge. Uh, let, let me just mark this down because we're going to have to talk about this with Last Jedi. Then mm. Last Jedi. 
No, Han Solo. <laughs> Jonathan, full of shit. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. Continue actually, like, actually jo- John coming out as like the Han Solo champion. I'm not here. saying Han Solo is cool. I'm saying that. I mean, I don't want to get into the Last Jedi yet, but I right, will right, say right. I will say this. I feel like Star Wars has a huge, huge problem, which is the fact that they've killed off. Spoiler: They've killed off all of their original cast at this point so i mean and and i think that han solo's absence from the last jedi severely hinders it and i i, I don't have any problem with the fact that he died in uh, force awakens yeah. i actually like that i like that whole scene i think it was really great yeah mm. and there's probably a way they could have managed without him but i think it really hurt it in this in this situation in my opinion um but we'll get into it more yeah 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 uh still like it a lot uh Actually, it's funny you mentioned Han Solo. A couple of the parts that I didn't like involve him, where he has these little one-liners where he like takes Chewie's gun and he's like, "I like this." I just thought that was that was charming. (laughs) But he does it like three times. He says, "I like this once," doesn't he? But then, like you know, he uses it once and he's like, "Like," and it's like, "What are you?" Jonathan's making. Yeah, making. He's like, he like looks at it and goes like, (laughs) "Yeah," and then yeah, he mentions it later. It's stupid, but uh, it's you know, it's fun and it's Star Wars, whatever. We're going to talk about Last Jedi, but we will. In I swear to God, in Le- Last Jedi, there is a fucking joke or a little like some kind of funny quip every fucking two minutes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And in this, there are jokes, but honestly, they're kind of funny sometimes. Like the I like this that one. No, not that one. <laughs> but like, uh, like, like that's not how the Force works. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. And then like Finn, he's like a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Poe Dameron. He's like yeah, yeah. he's like destroying all the uh, Tie Fighters uh, on the uh, on the planet or whatever, and uh, in his X-wing, and uh, Finn like goes, looks up and goes like, "Yeah, that's one hell of a pilot." Like kind of like funny-ish, you know. But I'm like, yeah, it's you know, it's acceptable. That's supposed to be funny. I, I mean, he kind of it seems like he's like playing a little bit for oh, yeah. humor. That guy Finn does do a lot of like he's the main culprit for a bunch of the humor in yeah. Jedi. I'd say, yeah. Um, it's all another weird thing about the last Jedi. You can't call it Jedi because you think you're talking about Return of the Jedi. So you're supposed to call Return of the Jedi Return now or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I think the first time I saw the Horse Awakens, though, I thought it was a little fast. There's a little bit, a little too much going on mm. in a rapid fire pace. But watching it a year later, it's like it's kind of goes in its favor almost. Like there's a shitload happening, but it's. It's like incredibly paced. Like mm. they jam a lot of stuff happening. Would you say that the direction differs substantially from the Last Jedi? Yeah, I'd say that. Like, well, definitely. Maybe not totally. Just the directing, but like even the editing, man. The editing in Force Awakens is, is insane. Like it's just, well, I mean, it's actually pretty good in uh, Last Jedi as well. At the, well, towards the beginning, but uh, it's just like rapid fire action. Yeah, it's like I, I I dare anyone to try to fall asleep during the Force Awakens. Like it's it's insane. My uh, wife claims she did. That's, but <laughs> that's not, claims. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> claims. She she said she almost fell fell asleep during the Last Jedi, but she she was in uh, she was uncomfortable. There's some lulls in in the Last Jedi, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Force Awakens is good. What uh, <clears throat> I like it. I had I had a, a really intense debate the other day with a coworker about. It was before we had seen The Last Jedi, and uh, he was saying that Rogue One is better than A Force Awakens because a Force, The Force Awakens 
uh, he goes, he said, the, re- the reason you don't like Rogue One is because it panders, right? And I'm like, yeah, Rogue One is a pander fest. Like, it's all about just, like, fan service. And I, and he goes, but Force Awakens is, like, nothing but pandering. Like, the whole story is pandering. And I said, how so? And he said, it's a ripoff of the, which I've heard before, it's a ripoff of, the new, of A New Hope. Yeah. Essentially. But I was like, I don't see that as, do you see that as pandering or is that more like homage? Or it's just using. I said I I I went to the I went to the point where I said a new hope isn't an original story, you know. So it's like Lucas yeah. is borrowing everything from from uh, who's the writer, the guy Joseph Campbell, Joseph Campbell, and the Hidden Fortress and all this kind of Kurosawa and all these other directors too. And it's like yeah. nothing's original. These, the, these stories are ancient. You I know? can see it's, the parallels though. Like even like literally like in the Force Awakens, they go to the Star Killer base and they're like literally in the like the canal like like you know <laughs> just like in a new hope like right it's like it's the same fucking thing but and does like, ray use the force to shoot proton torpedoes into the venting no system? no but well, uh no i'm just saying like there are like parts that are like literally from those yeah. movies but like i think it, it's 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 its own thing i, I mean, mean kylo like, ren yeah. isn't darth vader that doesn't seem yeah. like that's okay i agree i'm not I'm not trying to argue with you either because i mean i think we're in agreement on this but that doesn't seem to me like so much apart from a new hope like they're saying like let's just do the same scene it seems like an homage to that scene where they literally done nothing the same except the fact that they're in a trench yeah right so yeah. i mean yeah. you know it's not like they're doing they're not, they're not even after the same objective at that point so yeah. And it's been a long time since I've seen. I haven't seen Force Awakens in two years now. So um, since the theater, I wanted to watch it for this, but I didn't have time. Yeah, and I think it, like with something like this, like you can either like, you know, no matter what, it's going to be compared to the original. So like, instead of trying to run away from it, you might as well just run at it and just have yeah, have some fun that's a good with point. it. That's yeah. my biggest problem. <clears throat> well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll get to the last. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the, we'll yeah. get. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I also rewatched uh, Force Awakens. For me, it went up half a star to four and a half because, like, having having watched a couple of other movies with you know quote unquote strong female protagonists. Oh and, yeah. And then and then looking at the way the like Ray, like not only her characterization but Daisy Ridley's acting, it's like this. Like whoever wrote Wonder Woman should have been watching Force Awakens yeah. to like have. Like, yeah, she's young, she's, ma- she's making mistakes, she's not perfect at a lot of this stuff, but she's trying. She's young, she's just starting to get into the swing of things. And, you know, and she is very strong, but she's not afraid to, you know, have someone help her. Just... Well, there's little, like, subtle yeah. things, like, she's, she's <clears> like, <throat> like, when Finn and her are, are escaping the TIE fighter, exploding the planet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, like, he keeps grabbing her hand or whatever, and she's like, "Stop grabbing my Stop hand!" Grabbing you know, my it's hand. like little subtle things like that. Like, oh, she's like, you know, yeah. she's independent, she's a strong independent woman. So. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing too. So like, they're they're you know they they make it very clear that like it's not her that needs the help; it's Finn. Yeah, because he, he is freaking he out sucks. and he needs a handhold. Right, I do like that. I like the kind of switch there, where it's normally you know it's a it's yeah. a reversal of a roles there. You know, and it's not super be. on the nose. Like they're not beating yeah, you. Yeah. Like after that scene, like there's you don't really get a lot a lot of that. She actually like looks up to Han Solo, so it's kind of like yeah, yeah. It flips back to where it's like oh, Han Solo's kind of like the father figure she never had. Yeah, it has more to do. With, it know. seems like it has more to do with experience than sex yeah. than the gender. Yeah, of the person, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, so. Obviously, I mean, Han Solo is like, and we'll talk about this too, just the yeah. idea of celebrity in the Star Wars universe, how Han Solo oh, yeah, is like a celebrity and, yeah. and Ray, be, Ray and Finn become celebrities and, yeah. you know, it's uh, interesting. So, Yeah, and 
we'll talk about this more later, but Adam Driver, I think, does a great job as Kylo Ren. Especially in The Force Awakens. He, yeah. He rules. He's great. He rules. <laughs> Let's see. He's uh, also excellent in Silence, the best film of last year. Yeah. <laughs> Keep plugging it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'll do a double uh, here. Oh, uh, my. Uh, rewatched. Uh, Nicole was really mad because she missed the shirtless scene with Kylo Ren in ooh. The Last Jedi. Because he was buff in that <gasps> one, man. He's ripped like, up. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Rewatched Eraserhead and The Elephant Man, both very good movies. Um, Lynch Double Bill. Yeah. Um, What'd you give them? Let's see. I gave Eraserhead three and a half and Elephant Man three point seven five. Hmm. Um, like y'all, and Bancroft is the unsung hero of The Elephant Man. Like when John Merrick is talking to her, and you know she's just being so kind and genuine to him. And you see that on Anne Bancroft's face. It's amazing. Sweet. Yeah. I haven't I, seen it in 10 years. I, yeah, I have no <laughs> recollection of Anne Bancroft in this film. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. Yeah. I tried to rewatch it on uh, Laserdisc recently, but it looked worse than VHS, so I turned yeah. it off immediately. Jeez. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. I Nothing mean, about a racer head? I mean, uh, racer head, three and a half. Let's move on. Well, I yeah, still actually, you need I to still, defend I that st- three and a half. <laughs> Jonathan would give that a five. So four and a half, five. Yeah, it just depending just, on my mood. It's just not my. It's just not my thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, uh, Do you get student film vibes from it? A little bit, but at did. the same time, a really good student film. I mean, it technically like, is a student film, so that's okay. Yeah, right? yeah, but also like it took him what's like all told like six years to do. So like he had. I'm a just lot quoting of, you. What do I say? You said it would look like a student film. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. It's, uh, it's recorded. I will go back and get it. You should, because I don't... And I'll put have, it on my phone. I have, I and I will, I'll, I'll put it on a loop. Do it. it. It's got, like, student film vibes. When, it's got, what? like, student film vibes. <laughs> but it is a student film. He was making it at AFI. I know, but, like, that just has, No, like, but she, he mean, I understand what he means, because right, right, I, right, I know right, what right. I mean when I would say student film vibes, yeah. and I can't imagine having said that about this film. You but, did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, for me, like, you know... Again, like you, t- you take a- you take away like a lot of the weirdness, and it, it is it is at its core like a very kind of normal story. Like, you know, guys living in a kind of dumpy area of town. His girlfriend ends up getting pregnant, so they got to get married, and you know the the baby's born with you know with problems, and you know so his wife, his girlfriend, now wife, can't really hack it so she moves back in with her parents and you know there's a hot lady across the, across the hall Very so hot. he ends, so he ends up hooking up with her and you know and you know he's just dreaming about a better life you know with the lady in the radiator with the you know the tumors on her cheeks yeah um tumor cheeks tumor cheeks <laughs> uh and yeah you know you know has has some weird dreams but uh yeah otherwise it's pretty normal well I uh, I look forward to your recording of me saying, <laughs> me talking about how it's a student film. Uh, uh, I uh, rewatched Titanic in the theater at the Dolby hmm. Cinema. Lots uh, of rumble. Really excited to see this one, especially once it said it was in the Dolby. I was like, I gotta go now. <laughs> oh yeah. So I convinced my wife to go with me, and uh, she was miserable the whole time. And uh, she I does, can understand that she does not like this movie very much. But, uh, and I'll be honest, I thought I was going to like it more than I did. <laughs> oh. But I did like it. I gave it a 3.75. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I, it's, it's good. It's, uh, 
for what it is, I mean, it's this, you know, very, very high budget, very, very Hollywood take on Titanic in which uh, there's a lot of late 90s CG work that looks awful, uh, doesn't oh, hold up at all. Uh, anytime they like, like anytime it's like a uh, uh, bird's eye view of the ship when it's sinking, there's all the figures, all the people are CG. They all look waxy. Like there's nothing, like nothing about them looks like fabric that they're wearing. They all look made out of, they're made out of plastic. When they fall, it looks bizarre. It looks like you know CG figures falling. Yeah. Um, there's a shot very early on where um, DiCaprio and his Italian friend are at the front of the ship, and it pans back after he says, "I'm king of the world." It pans back, and you see. Uh, you see the captain and everybody like walking around the ship and it's just like the way they're walking is like very like robotic because it's not really them. It's CG figures. Hmm. So I'd say the CG is pretty brutal. Um, the old lady in it is one of the worst actresses I've ever seen. in anything <laughs> gives one of the worst performances I've ever seen. Just horrendous. And it's not necessarily 100% her fault cuz she has she has she has the worst line of the film which is if i recall correctly she says to uh Bill Paxton a woman's heart is an endless ocean of secrets <laughs> which is like nothing anyone would ever say in rea- wow. reality and uh just the whole that whole story of like her like i i like the idea that the movie is kind of bookended with this, uh, the actual guy who discovered Titanic and he's calling, uh, he's gets, he gets a call from a survivor and the survivor is, you know, this person. Mm. And I like the idea of that. It's interesting, but this, her motivations just don't make any sense to me. Like she tells them the story of her and, you know, she's Rose and Jack DiCaprio. And then, uh, and the whole, the whole point of their expedition this Bill Paxton character is that he uh, he wants this heart of the ocean, this diamond that's more valuable than the Hope Diamond, he says. And so just like, you know, incredibly invaluable, just like so, so, so expensive. And uh, they're looking for it everywhere. They open the safe at the beginning. They don't find it. They know that uh, Billy Zane's character owned it. So they get her in there to shed some light on that. But instead she tells them this long love story about her and Jack and how they fucked in a car and everything. And then, and then how the ship sank, etc. And then at the end of the movie for literally like no reason, can someone explain this to me? She walks out on the deck of the boat at night and throws the diamond into the water. She has the diamond on her and she throws it into the ocean. Why? What purpose does this serve? It's a lot of money. It's not even like it's. It belonged to <laughs> yeah. her husband. Her husband gave it to her. He, he, she hates her husband. She should have sold it and like spent the money on her family or something back in like nineteen fourteen. You know, <laughs> like instead yeah. she's just hold on to it like for <laughs> seventy years, and now she's going to throw it into the ocean where it serves nobody any good. Yeah, it just makes no sense, and it seems especially like especially when she knows that old boy is looking for it. Right, and it just feels like a very Hollywood, like, oh, Ugh. this is a Hollywood ending, like, you know, it's right. like a catharsis for her or something, but it's just such bullshit. <laughs> and um, she's awful. I just hate her guts. And she got nominated for an Oscar for this, which is totally just like, you know, like, glad-handing, you, know, th- you know, thanks for being in a movie even though you're really old, you know. Here's an Oscar nomination that you'll never fucking win because you're horrible. <laughs> um, Why didn't they just get Kate Winslet to do it? Good question. Although I, that might have been worse. I don't know. Oh, makeup <laughs> well, and stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but 
I will say this. <laughs> or CG. I will say, yeah, I see er, early CG her. Jesus. Yeah. Like face replacement, just like shaking around the edges. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me say this, though. Let me say this. The, the craft of the film is impeccable. Mm-hmm. The recreation of the boat is amazing. The set design is amazing. The costume design is amazing. Uh, some of the actors that they got to play the actual people, I spent the last two solid weeks every day at school I've been reading the Wikipedia pages for Titanic, <laughs> the sinking of the Titanic, and uh, the wreck of the Titanic, which are three different pages, all incredibly long, mm. reading everything. I know everything about it now. <laughs> but the <laughs> actors that they got to play the parts of the actual people, so good. Like, they look just like them. Like, you wow. can go look up anybody. They, Kathy Bates looks exactly like Molly Brown. Like, it's insane. So that's good. And then I will say the last... Hour, hour 15, which is nothing but the ship sinking, and this is like mm. a big, long action sequence, essentially, is amazing and very, very fun to watch. And even though the CG of the people falling looks terrible, um, it's still very, very, like, visceral. It's still, like, sad at parts. Uh, there are parts that, like, I don't know. You can call it manipulative if you want. I don't know, but it, it makes you choke up. Like, And, I mean, I was thinking about that, too. Nicole, my wife, said it was manipulative. And... I don't know that I don't understand necessarily that criticism of anything that makes you cry in a movie because if something gets an emotional reaction out of you like it's automatically manipulative right it's manipulating yeah. you manipulating you to cry so how could something not be manipulative I guess it'd be like Something if like you know if you're going along like a fairly like normal drama and then all of a sudden like a kid has like cancer, like yeah, like bone cancer or something, like just fucking excruciating yeah. for like no reason. That'd be cheap. Well, I think yeah. it's just different word. It's not the right wording. Uh, cheap is manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So it's like cheap there's a scene. I'll, I'll give you an example of one scene that that got me. Got me like I choked up. I didn't cry actually at this movie, but um, the the scene when uh. They're all they're getting on the lifeboats, and this father has a wife and a ch- and a little girl, like a little like three year old girl, and they're getting on the boat, and the little girl doesn't want to leave the dad, and he says, "This is the uh, the boats for the boats for the mommies and and the children. You you go with this, and then there'll be another boat for the daddies." And I was like, "That's so sad because there is no boat for the daddies, and he's just mm. he knows he's gonna die." And it's like I don't know that that's manipulative. It's just something that like I actually reading the Wikipedia page. That shit happened. Like that's a like not that not those exact lines, but something like that happened. Where one of the people, uh, a survivor, had s- said that their husband said something like that. Like, you guys get on this boat, and I'll get on another one. And then he just went down with the ship. So mm. it's like that's accurate. I don't know how you know it worked. It made it got in the most. Yeah, that seems subtle. That doesn't seem like it's right. You yeah, know, overtly yeah. trying. I, guess, I mean, something like. Uh, Castaway, you know the Wilson scene, you yeah, know, which yeah. is obviously um, an emotional scene. If you let it be to you, is that manipulative? I wouldn't say that so. actually doesn't do anything for me. I am okay, but, uh, but if yeah. it did, uh, yeah, I mean, like that's I that's you're been, a heartless son of a bitch. I mean, that like, does nothing. I for mean, you. it's like it's okay. I mean, oh it's, God, it's a little sad. It's very sad. I feel very bad for. It's mostly just Tom him. Hanks carrying, you know, the movie. I mean, he's. Wilson He's just Tom is, Hanks. Wilson is a character in that movie. <laughs> and when he dies... Just the way Tom Hanks, Hanks, like, yells. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. That gets me, man. Yeah. It gets me hard. 
mean, right he could do anything. Cockles. He could do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, Titanic, you know, pretty good. Cool. It's really long. It's three hours and 15 minutes long. Uh, but I will say, I mean, you know, it's double VHS. It's very entertaining. It's like, you yeah. know, it's not something that's like boring to watch or anything. So. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm just going to talk about this movie. I watched the Meyerowitz stories. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, Meyerowitz. New and selected. Yep. Mm. Well, I don't. That's dumb. Well, it's part of the title. It's stupid. That's just like, what is that? No, so seriously, what is that? Explain that to me. It's going, it's going new, down. New and down half a as star. In, if it was a collection of stories in yeah. a book form, okay. it might say new and selected. As okay, in, like that's you know, super dumb. Stories from the past. <laughs> it's a movie. It's not a book. As well as new stories. <laughs> this is a film. This is not a book. Would you? Wouldn't you agree that his films are? I mean, his that this film in particular reads a lot like literature. I mean, you could see these being short stories. Could I you? could? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't see why. Why you would. It's, it's little, completely pointless. It's, it's like it, okay. It's like it's it's like Tarantino's chapter one. Like you know, just 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 show us the movie. I don't need I don't need the, you to segment it. Like stop doing that. You did that like twenty years ago, right? But that's not stop that's it. that's not the same. But it's it's actually uh, <laughs> I'd say it's more like Tarantino's misspelling of in, of uh, bastards and Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. where it's like it's a, where he says even in an interview, eh, it's just a little flourish. It's just a little thing. You yeah, know? So that's it's not, it's nothing I'm going to ever explain or anything. It's just a little flourish. It's just a little direct. It's a little jack offing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> masturbation, but just a tad. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, okay with that. Still a five out of five. Meyerowitz stories. I don't. I don't, dude. I... It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, it's good. I gave it a three point seven five. Uh, it's. I mean, it's <laughs> different strokes for different folks, bud. I, you don't like everything I like. That's okay. I the whole time. I mean, it, Jonathan hates this movie. No, I don't at all. <laughs> It was it was enjoyable. He gave it a three point seven five, and it's clear that like he has super problems with this thing. What are the problems? Can I? Um, it just wasn't really all that engaging, to be honest. Uh, it was a little boring at points. Um, <laughs> I just I was riveted <laughs> from scene one when he's get the road rage in the car. That was and, like, good the stuff where he's backing up. All the, the car. Adam Sandler That's stuff's incredible. good. Ben Stiller's okay. Um, Dustin Hoffman is God in this movie. Dustin His Hoffman's, acting is he's, incredible. He's okay. He's, he's amazing. He's good. Oh my God. He's good. I mean, he's come so on. great. No, he's great. It's like his best performance in the last 15 years, probably. I mean, that's fine. I don't really, you, you really going to take that over Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, you know, it had its moments, funny, sad. I mean, not really, not really that sad. I don't know. I felt like they were trying to get like reach for that a lot, and they just never felt it really. Sadness? Yeah. When? Like, like, oh, like, you know, he never paid attention to us. He paid attention to Ben Stiller more. I felt like a lot of that was played for comedy. I mean, like, the scene where Ben Stiller breaks down in the thing was, like, hilarious because he's, like, a terrible crier. And yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I guess. the art show? I didn't know what to think about that, really. Yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, it's, like, kind of funny, but, like, I don't know. The way he's crying was really sincere, and yeah. I was just kind of like, eh, "This is cringe fest." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is um, fest. I mean, it's well made. Uh, I thought I, again. I just think the the cutting up of the film is really retarded. Uh, the segmentation is stupid. It serves no pur- purpose at all. Just That's make a, a make a, a just make a flourish. just make a linear movie. Just just do it. You know, just make it. Is there any movie that cuts up its narrative where it makes where it's like good that they did that? 
What about Pulp Fiction? Pulp I mean, Fiction. Why? I mean, why? How does that serve the plot? It just it just makes things more confusing. And it's, which is good. I mean, yeah, for why? that movie. Why? Because you don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> why is that good? I because mean, it's a Pulp Fiction movie. I don't know. It's like pulpy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's just because the movie's weird and I don't know, it's kind of a strange movie. Pulp fiction is? Yeah. Weird? Yeah, it's kind of a strange movie. Strange things happen. I don't know. I'm not to get off on pulp fiction. What what happens that's strange in pulp fiction? People get butt fucked and slashed with swords and hit by cars and coincidences happen. I don't know. Like it's Okay, so just strange but- things happen in pulp fiction. Just Butch's story. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> people od i don't are you kidding me it's not a strange movie no pulp fiction is not strange at all not to me weird I, things don't happen in, in, in pulp fiction i can see I was, pulp fiction being strange in 1994 when you saw it at can maybe but i mean i mean yeah me now, oh, duh. I mean, yeah i would say your eraser head is a strange I mean, movie yeah like yeah i don't all right i say like i mean the narrative structure of pulp fiction is Unusual yeah. for yeah. its time, but aside from that, like, I mean, the, the content of pulp, the content of Pulp Fiction is like B movie gangster stuff. I don't know. All right, to me, I'm not okay. trying. I'm not trying to. I'm you just know, okay. Condescend. I'm just talking about it. How, why are we on Pulp Fiction? Because you said that uh, movie should be told linearly, and then you said Pulp Fiction was really oh, weird. I just think a movie should just be you know just make a fucking movie. Stop like Except pulp jacking fiction. off. I mean, it works for itself. I mean, it's fine. But then he does it in every fucking movie since then. So it's kind of like, it's kind of his thing at one point. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's like Reservoir Dogs. Like, they never show the bank robbery. It's like, you know, there's like, that's a flourish. That's good. Like, oh, like, you never actually see what happens, you know? Well, that's mm. like a, I mean, that's, to me, the not showing the heist in Reservoir Dogs is not a flourish. That's just like what the movie is. The movie's not about the heist. It's about the aftermath of the heist, right? yeah. So I mean, f- and I, I mean, Pulp Fiction is about the different. I, I guess just the different characters and right. you know, the way it's set up is right. works yeah. for Pulp Fiction. No, I agree. I don't think I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying like I don't. I guess this, my my, this, my it, issue is like I don't understand how like like to me separating Pulp Fiction out the way it does it it only makes it more interesting in that that hadn't been done very much to that point and the fact that there are char- like the the one instance of John Travolta is alive after we've seen him get shot yeah you know but aside from that i think you could tell the movie linearly and it would be a good movie still you know but it's like it's just a choice on the director's part yeah. he chose to make it that way so i guess yeah. And it's like the same thing with this. Although I, I'll be honest, I, I don't really recall how the, is this movie split into sections. I don't even remember. It is. It says like Danny's story or something like that. Oh, okay. I I, yeah, I have no mm. recollection. How'd you feel about the daughter's art films where she was naked? That was absurd. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was supposed to be. I mean, you know, they're absurd. So it's like, I don't know. Kind of dumb. I don't know. Kind of dumb. I'm like, s- I'm like if someone, that, like, if I awkward family comedies aren't your thing. <laughs> Because I mean, it, se- it seems like that's kind of like Baumbach's thing. So. Is the fact that they're Jewish playing a part in this film? Are they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's just... fucking Polish Catholic. <laughs> it just, I don't know, dude. It's okay. It was not that You didn't good. love Francis Ha either, right? It was okay. It's a four. Okay, yeah. That was a little bit more tolerable. It was straightforward movie. I don't know. This just felt weird and... What about The Shining? It's told in chapters. 
Does that work yeah. for The Shining? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? So, um, it just kind of escalates, kind of like breaks the. Yeah, because yeah, the escalation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true. Okay, just curious. This just feels like it's like you got the Danny part, and then it goes to Ben Stiller, then it goes back to the family, and then they're in the hospital. Then it's like it's like okay, and then Danny's in the hospital. It's just I don't know. I mean, it, I wor- just, it works. I, I just don't real, understand why you cut it up. I don't I, know why. I guess I just have like a real hard on for like these kind of like mm. upper class Jewish New Yorkers who are writers or artists. Yeah, I'm like, into that. All that too. shit's interesting to me. I totally agree. Yeah. So But I, at the same time I'm like write a story around it, put some great actors in there. Yeah. Like I'm good, you know. <laughs> I, I agree with that. And I, I I will I'll talk about what I did like about it. Um I do like that Dustin Hoffman is kind of like was a once great artist, I mm-hmm. guess. And he's kinda of like still not, believes he is. Yeah, still which yeah. is really sad. Um and his friend is like still making like great art. Judd Hirsch, extremely. Yeah. Judd Hirsch, yeah. Please. Wow. Have you not seen this? No. It's on Netflix. I've been man. I've been meaning to, but yeah. I just haven't. You should, I mean, it's worth it. watching. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. I'm being a little nitpicky, but it's. I mean, it's worth watching. Uh, yeah, that was pretty sad. And uh, and they're thinking about selling the house that they grew up in, or whatever. And the wife is a drunk. And yeah, that was kind of depressing. Emma too, Thompson. I, guess. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, all right. I'm not. Cool. I'm just not a huge fan of his, to be honest. Yeah, I need to rewatch rewatch the Squid and the Whale. Yeah. Fell for me last time, but mm. mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm not a huge Baumbach fan either. Uh, speaking of Ryan Johnson, who we will be talking about a little later, we rewatched Brick, his first feature. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this movie has gone down for me each time I've watched it. Um. First time I first time I ever saw it was probably like five or six years ago. Would have given it a five, easy. Second time, probably a four. This time, three point two five. Like, damn. It's an interesting premise to have, you know, this kind of like thirties noir feel set in a high school drama. But some of it is just way like ridiculous. Like the 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 lingo that they use is just okay, guys. Speak English. Come on, man. And so, and some of the some of the like plot twists are eh, whatever. And the violence in it is like okay, whatever. I mean, I think. Joseph Gordon-Levitt does a good job with what he has, but um, I remember liking this a lot, but I don't know why, and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, like, I saw when it came out. Yeah, like when, like the first time I saw it, I was like blown away. But then, like the next couple of times, it's like, what did I like so much about this movie? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the. Uh, What's her What's her face? Um, can't even remember her name. The femme fatale in the movie. I like girls with short hair, so that might have been a reason. <laughs> it was It was so high up, but but yeah, like watching it now, it's like eh, she's not all that great. She's just a pretty face. Um, have you seen this recently? Shaft is in it. Uh, uh, not recently. I've seen this movie at least five times, though, and I. Like you, uh, very, very fond of it when I first saw it. And now I feel like uh, 
I think I'd still like it, but I don't. I talk. Speaking of film school, it seems like a film school kind of idea. Yeah. Like let's like this the conceit of it as we're gonna have this. Uh, all the kids speak like they're you know thirties gangsters, you know, and they call the cops bulls and yeah, all this kind of stuff is. Uh, or I'm gonna say some words. Tell me if any of them catch. <laughs> like yeah. nobody says that. But uh, yeah, when I think I would hate the sp- fuck out of this movie if I saw this again. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But, yeah, and, like, when he's talking to, like, the, like, uh, Richard Roundtree shaft is, like, the assistant to the vice principal, like, I need you to keep the heat off me. Oh, yeah, the heat off. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I really, I, I mean, like, I think it does a great job with, like, being, like, a fairly authentic film noir. Like, it, like, has, like, all the, all the points, like, you know, the hard-nosed detective, the femme fatale. You know, he's up, you know, he's up against, you know, mobsters on one side and the law, quote unquote, on the other. Um, you know, now it's personal and uh, like he's got he's got the jacket and he's always kind of hunched, hunched over in it. But he's got his nerd friend who he goes to. Yeah. For information. Brain. Yeah. Brain. Um, but yeah, like it just it's. Mm. It's, it's it sounds like, like a really interesting premise, but it just doesn't really go anywhere, in my opinion. Is it kind of like Romeo and Juliet, the '90s version, where it's like no, no, okay. no not not even close? Okay, John's just looking for reasons to dislike that movie. He's still hating the Meyerowitz. I haven't seen that in private. I mean, I have no opinion on. Romeo I will and say, I would argue that you haven't seen it. I might not have. I don't think you did because I think we watched like thirty minutes of it. Probably, like, I can't do this. Probably, yeah. Yeah, like it, it sounds like something that would like <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, rewatched uh, in anticipation of Bug. Rewatched another Friedkin mid two thousands film called The Hunted, starring Benicio del Toro, Connie Nielsen, and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, and. You know, I like The Hunted. I've always liked it. It's just a really good, like, tight, very, very short action movie. Um, but it's definitely not, like, uh, incredible or anything. I mean, it's just, it's very, it's kind of a dumb, you know? <laughs> like, it's, you're watching it for the knife fights, you know? And, uh, but there are some incredible, well-filmed action sequences. There's a great car chase in it uh, where Benicio Del like, drives into traffic and then like starts backing up into other cars and like ramming cars and stuff. It's pretty cool. And the violence in it is pretty extreme, especially the, the ultimate knife fight at the end where he, he fights uh, Tommy Lee Jones with their homemade knives that they made in the, in the wilderness. (laughs) They both lose their knives. So then there's a montage of them making knives. (laughs) For like ten minutes, and wow. and Tommy Lee Jones makes his out of a piece of flint rock. Where he just chips it away until it's a knife. And uh, Benicio makes a furnace <laughs> out in the woods. Wow! Breaks a piece of metal off of this like rusted car carcass, and then like fashions a blade out of it that looks a lot like the blade he had lost. And uh, yeah, it's pretty extreme. But I really dig all the like. There's a flashback in it where they show Tommy Lee Jones training him. And I like all that stuff a lot because it just feels very real. And uh, apparently Tommy Lee Jones' character is based on, like, a real guy who it was, like, a contractor for the special forces. He taught them how to use knives and survive in the wilderness and stuff like that. And um, hmm. it's really it's, – all that stuff's pretty cool. He talks about how to uh, – like, the different, like, parts of the body to use the knife on. You know, you're going to cut this artery and then you're going to slam the knife into this 
part of his body and it's going to nick his heart and all this kind of stuff. At least it's a, he does this one at one point he's like, he's like now when you hit him on the chest right here with the knife make make that a good power assist you're looking for his backbone <laughs> it's just like <laughs> wow it's so disgusting and he's just so nonchalant about how you know you just got to carve him up you know but um it's pretty solid i'd say all around and it, more than anything it made me re- want to rewatch first blood which is what i watched immediately following it mm, uh easy five re- rewatched <laughs> first blood <laughs> directed by ted kochif uh, and starring, of course, Sylvester Stallone as Rambo and Brian Dennehy mm. as uh, Sheriff, whatever his name is. Yeah. And I will say, this movie rules. It's just so good. But the thing that I got on this, I mean, I've always think it, I've always thought it ruled. Like it's it's an amazing film, and it's really underrated as an actual like piece of cinema. Like I think people look at it as like some kind of action movie, and I mean, mm. it certainly is, but. It's like very elevated. It's incredibly well made, and the acting is impeccable, especially Brian Dennehy, which I hadn't really noticed before this viewing. Brian Dennehy rules in this; like yeah. he's great, and he goes back and forth so much. I'm like, he, like he, like he and Richard Crenna, who plays the Colonel of uh, of Rambo. Like they kind of like become friends, but then yeah. they'll like he'll just they'll piss each other off again, and you know it's just great. And he's so conflicted about what he needs to do here, you know. And uh, Richard Crenn is trying to urge him to just let Rambo go, let it, you know, let the whole thing go, which is one of the great lines in the film too, uh, where where they're hunting Rambo out in the woods. And he jumps up at a. He's he's already like injured everybody else, and he jumps onto a Brian Denny. He puts the knife to his throat, mm-hmm. and he says, "Let it go, let it go." Yeah, <laughs> that's just it's so good. It's just amazing. And his, uh, of course, you know, the climactic emotional breakdown of Rambo in the police station to Richard Crenna, where he starts crying and reliving mm. this bombing that he experienced and. In Vietnam, just an incredible scene, a really well acted, emotionally uh, resonant, you know, manipulative, I guess. But I mean, <laughs> it certainly gets me every time. And uh, yeah, it's just it, this movie rules. Like if you're having any kind of like thought about Rambo and you're like Rambo, really? <laughs> like, yeah, those movies suck cock. But the first one is amazing. And I will say I watched First Blood Part 2 within the last two or three years, and it is a huge pile of shit. But First Blood rules. It's great. Check it out. I gave it a five, obviously. They drew First yeah. Blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, yeah, his, on the walkie-talkie, they drew First Blood, not me. <laughs> they yeah. drew first, Rambo! Come back in, Rambo! He's like, he's like, he's like, she's like doing the, uh, like the radio show, like, Mother Bird calling Rambo! <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's like, well, I think we can handle just one guy. The protection is not for him. It's for you. Yeah. You know? If you went out there with that many men, you better remember one thing. A good supply of body, body bags. bags. <laughs> <laughs> it's, inc- it's incredible. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, I'm, I'm done. Oh, Jonathan's oh, okay. out. I have Jeez. Bug and Last Jedi. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I rewatched A Scanner Darkly. Has nice. a really really interesting look to it, like very very much a like graphic novel come to life with like all the rotoscoping and stuff, and like it has like one of the Woody Harrelson makes one of the best threats that I've heard in like the past like couple of years. I'm gonna kick your nads up into your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this movie's a little underrated. Like I just don't hear about it. You don't hear about Ever. it. Ever for sure. 
I don't like. For me, like the story just doesn't really hold up. Really, like, like Keanu Reeves's character, like he's an undercover cop, but then he realizes that like they're sort of investigating him, but he doesn't come clean about who he is because he's addicted to this um, to this drug, substance D, and like it gets re like Philip K. Dick like book and movie like it gets real into like government conspiracies about uh you know pharmacies and mind control and all that kind of stuff like Alex Jones actually has a cameo in the movie where he's yelling into a megaphone like they're you know we don't have you know it's not true they're lying to you and like then of course a van comes and picks him up <laughs> see they're coming to pick me up and you know uh but yeah so like that like I don't know, it just, parts of it are funny, it looks really good, like, the acting is, is really good, but, um, the, yeah, the story just doesn't do it for me, so, gave it a three. Cool. I, uh, watched Tangerine, directed by the guy who directed it, whose name is Sean Baker, uh, shot famously on the iPhone 5S. Or a couple of iPhone 5S's with lenses. Uh, and it's about a couple of trans... Not transvestites. What do you call it? Transsexual prostitutes uh, who have... One of them has been cheated on by her boyfriend slash pimp. And she wants to find him to exact revenge. And then there's this other side story where there's this Armenian cab driver who's really into the transsexual prostitutes. He likes to suck their dicks. And he has a family at home, and they don't know about it. And so that all kind of comes to a head also with these <clears throat> prostitute characters. Um, it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's good for, if for no other reason than it's, like, obviously, you know, something extremely original. Like, there's no other... I can't think of many films that have transsexuals of any kind at the center of them much less, you know, hookers. And just the fact that it's a very, like, incredibly non-judgmental display of what's, like, their lives. It's not asking you to feel sorry for them. It's not asking you to say, like, look how horrible they are. It's just literally like they're... It's as if they're just two people, you know? Which is a really interesting, uh, mm. you know... I, I would say the only r- right way to do it, you know, would be to, <laughs> would be this way. You know, you don't want to... If you make another... It's not, it's not like this movie is a a think piece or anything, you know, it's just a literally a movie about people doing things, you know, and have, they have a conflict and they're trying to resolve it. And the uh, pimp is played by, uh, I don't know if you guys, he's in the wire mm-hmm. season two. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. guy, the young guy who's in the, who's in like the first, I've only seen the first two or three episodes of season two, but he's like the main, he's like one of the main characters. And he's in the bar at one point. He whips out his dick. It's in like the first episode of the second season. I don't know. Anyways, he plays the pimp. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> so he's he's always fun to see. He was also in the Larry Clark movie Ken Park, where he uh, masturbated on camera uh. to completion while choking himself and watching tennis. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> how does it look? The movie looks fine. It essentially looks like it was shot on DSLR. Uh. Hmm. There are some scenes that look better than that. There are some scenes that look worse. It just depends on what they're shooting and how they're moving the cameras. Uh, like, 
I think he's got a fairly good grasp on like what not to do with an iPhone. But every once in a while, he'll just do something where it's like, oh, that doesn't look very good. But I mean, you know, it's whatever. It's uh, it feels like it feels very much like he made it to showcase. I can direct. Give me a real movie to direct. And now he has. He's doing uh, the, the Florida Project, which he did not shoot on iPhones, as far as I know. So, oh. <laughs> um, which is supposed to be a really great picture. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but yeah, um, they're, they're saying Defoe is easy runner for best actor. Right. So, well, he's got to contend with uh, Daniel Day. And then I'll just burn through these last two, which are really quick. I gave Tangerine a four. Altered States. Rewatched Altered States. uh, Directed by Ken Russell. Starring Mm -hmm. William Hurt and Bob Balaban. And uh, this movie rules. I don't, you know, it's just a great little uh, science fiction mind bender from 1980. About a doctor who, have you seen this? No, but I have, I was going to ask you like how many other like Ken Russell movies you'd seen because I've, I've seen, seen a couple. one one other which was The Devils which I think I talked about oh right, right right um but yeah I like I like those two movies I, I'm looking forward to watching other, actually they just announced one of his films from the 60s is coming to Criterion in March something uh, it's got the word women in it I don't remember but oh yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. but um yeah Altered States is great looks great the special effects are really cool you know no CG mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. exciting and uh, just William Hurt's acting, it's a, his first film, and his just his acting is... Really well. Yeah, it's just on... It's it's insane, like, how good he is in this movie. Like, just just rapid-fire dialogue, how he's, he just gets, like, super excited about explaining something, and he'll just go on and on and on about it, and it's very exciting. And it doesn't ever... I don't know, it, could, it feels like it could easily get really corny, because it's about a scientist who wants to... Uh, He's doing experiments with isolation tanks because... And drugs. I'm not even sure why initially (laughs) he's doing it. He's just, he's like a psychology, whatever, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. post-grad, PhD thing at the beginning. I'm not exactly sure why he's doing it at first, but he eventually he realizes that uh, the visions that he has under the, the, uh, you know, situation of being in the isolation tank and sometimes being on drugs, he wasn't initially, but... um, was that he was seeing, he was having these visions that were religious and stuff. And he was saying he's not religious and, uh, he hasn't been in a really long time. And he's, uh, he gets, he gets to the conclusion that there's the shared consciousness, you know, that all of matter is, you know, matter, since matter doesn't get created or destroyed, that we're all, you know, billions of years old and we have all this memory locked within us and we can unlock it if we knew the code. So he goes to Mexico and he gets this like crazy, uh, (laughs) hallucinogenic drug that this tribe does <laughs> and he does the drug and he kills an iguana and uh and then he comes back with a bunch of it and they start doing more tests and eventually he uh starts to experience some really bizarre things physically and mentally and i i just leave it there because i really think it's more interesting if you if especially if you just see it, because I know like you haven't seen it, so if, when you see it, if you just uh, see all that stuff yeah. with an open mind, it's great. But yeah, really, really fantastic. All the acting's great, but William Hurd in particular is phenomenal. And then yesterday, just rewatched Mad Max Fury Road. Just was bored and wanted to watch an action movie. It was sitting there. I bought it at the Black Friday sale. Uh, kind of regret not watching the Black and Chrome edition. But mm. just just went ahead and rewatched the regular old color, and uh, it's just black and white. There's no, there's nothing else. 
the other version is yeah, just black and black and, black chrome. and chrome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Just. Oh, I don't know. Oh, because it was originally uh, George Miller wanted it to be black and white oh, originally. Yeah, okay. And he okay. got talked mm. out of it. So. Oh, cool. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a real. It's like the most to me. It's the most obvious like three and a half movie that there is because it's just like an action movie. It's not trying to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, there are parts of it that I don't love. There are just certain things about it, like certain effects, uh, certain... I know it's been touted as they don't use a lot of CG, but there's a lot of CG in this movie, and some of it doesn't look very good. And that's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's nitpicky stuff. But the, also, some of the dialogue is pretty brutal. Charlie Theron's not that great. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but overall, I'd say it's, you know, very, very entertaining. And the two hours fly by. The oh, two yeah. hours fly by, Yeah. Um, so, you know, oh, and I was reading about the, uh, you know, in the movie, how the war boys spray chrome on their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they want to be shiny and chrome when they go to Valhalla. Uh-huh. Uh, <coughs> apparently that, that chrome that they use is made by a company, uh, called Milton, I think, or mm-hmm. Wilden or something. Anyways, Wilton, I don't know. They, and they're like a cake decorating company and they make <laughs> this, they make this edible spray that's shiny like chrome you know huh. and uh on their amazon page after the movie is released now you can actually go to the amazon page right now and it literally has loads and loads of people asking questions as if they were war boys <laughs> so it'll be like if i if i buy if i buy your product will i be escorted to the gates of valhalla <laughs> and, you know will this product make me shiny and chrome <laughs> like die glorious on the fury road yeah exactly stuff yeah. like that so and there's like a lot there's like hundreds of them Wow. And, and the people, the, to their credit, the company actually replied to some of them, and they were like, if you buy our product, one of our employees will personally escort you through the gates of Valhalla. <laughs> or and one of them says, we don't know how it works in Valhalla, but uh, if you buy it, your cakes will look great or something like that. So nice. it's, you know, it's pretty fun. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's everything I watched. You? Um, let's see. Rewatched The Rabbit of Seville, the Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, the short yeah, and it's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> like the the way they the way they have the the score synced up with the animation and the animation and the lyrics, the performances. It's fucking it, seven out of five. Like I said in my review, seven out of oh yeah, easy eleven out easy. of five. Yeah, two hundred fifty six thousand out of five. That's infinite right, infinite out of five, infinite, <laughs> infinite plus one. <laughs> um. Let's see. And I also watched The Limits of Control by Jim Jarmusch. You love this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, what would you give it? Two and a half? Two and a half. Yeah. Ooh. I was just bored. Ouch. Like, I Did just, you like this? Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> of course. I, I just... I just, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck just, you. <laughs> did you give it a five? Uh, no, I didn't, wasn't he, rating he just has a time. He just has a raging hard-on for Paz de la Huerta. I do have a, she's a literal like, hard on for Paz de la Huerta. Because like she's, she's literally been naked in like everything I've seen her in. She's naked in everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Boardwalk Empire too. She's in the first couple mm. seasons. Yeah, she's naked in every scene. It's that crazy. Into the Void and like literally the first time you see her in the movie, she's naked. So well, uh, no, I just remember actually I was I was working here when I saw it at the library and mm. there was a fellow named Charles who worked here in yeah, reference yeah. and he. Uh, asked me to come to his house to watch movies and I did and the first movie we watched was uh, 
this terrible Korean film that was like a blockbuster from Korea, and it was just fucking horrible. <laughs> and then the second time we watched this movie, and and he was like, "Have you heard of it?" I was like, "Yeah, I've been meaning to see it. Actually, that's the only reason I went back over because you know, obviously, the first time was a flop, but I knew this was going to be something that was interesting. Right. So I went over and watched it, and they, yeah, everybody else hated it, but I, I liked it quite a bit. <laughs> hmm. I, I understand I, how you could say it was boring. I mean, I get it. Like, it's definitely paced very slowly. Well, not only that, but, like, you know, the constant repetition of the dialogue. Right. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, we get it. He doesn't speak Spanish. Um, but, yeah. I mean, and then, like, you know, the, the, final, the final scene with Bill Murray. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, what, I, have, I have, like, no... <laughs> I have no reason to care what's going on. So, yeah, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it, though, to be honest. But I mean, it's probably been about four or five years since I've seen it. Okay, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, as I recall. Well, I think the biggest thing too, like it was really kind of built up for me because, mm-hmm. like you know, we didn't have it in the system. It was like the only Jarmusch movie that the library didn't have, and like Jordan requested it, and then we then we finally got it in. It's like okay, time. Time to finally watch this. Right, so you had built yeah, it up yourself. Yeah, so I had built it up myself. So, shame on you. I know. I know. Well, that was an incredibly long what we watched segment. <laughs> now I guess we'll dive right into our first deep dive. Yeah, sure. Uh, which would be Bug, uh, my pick, directed by William Friedkin from 2006, starring Michael Shannon, Ashley Judd, and Harry Connick Jr. in a weird role for him. Three point seven five. Let's do the last Jedi. Really? <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Is that literally? Is that really a rating, though? Yeah. Three and a half, actually. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> that's something I wanted to kind of. That's something I wanted to kind of bring up for three point two five. Like both of you, like when you guys like rate stuff on Letterbox, like that's John. Right. John will do like he'll mark it as like four, but then his review will be three point seven five. But you, oh, he goes low. Yeah, I you go will do like three yes, and a half and do three point. The way I do it is like, the correct way to do it. The way he does it is it's misleading. How so? Three point seven five. You give it a four. It's the same See, that, thing. No, that's misleading. It's a light four. <laughs> no, that's misleading. I'm sorry. I disagree. It was funny because like nope. I saw both of your reviews for Last Jedi <laughs> on Letterboxd, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like you I both mean, gave it me, the same thing to me like, i would say i like the last jedi slightly more than him because i gave it a, a light three rather than a heavy 2.5 oh okay okay it's no, a heavy, t- heavy 2.5 would be a 2.5 no a heavy 2.5 is a 2.75 you can't write you can't rate a movie 2.75 on the thing which is why you have to write it into the fucking comments yeah right so a heavy 2.5 is a 2.75 uh, i guess i don't know that's Wasn't it also like Rotten Tomatoes? Like, like you give it a percentage and then you give it a, a plus or a minus? I've never done it on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I've never done it yet. Well, right now we're talking about Bug, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which Jonathan just blew his load and told us what he, what he thought of it. But uh, what else is new? Uh, so, yeah, I'd seen this movie a lot before. I'd been wanting Jonathan to see it for a long time. He was afraid that there were going to be bugs in it because <laughs> he's a big puss. Uh, so, it just seemed a horror movie, like just I don't know, I don't know. Would you say it's not a horror movie? I mean, no, not really. No. <laughs> the intent of when you this say movie horror is movie, not to horrify. I mean, I don't know. When you just say when you say horror movie, yeah, you, I don't know. Personally, I, mean, I just think of paranormal activity or something. 
And this, this, is, this pretty, is not that. There's a pretty broad spectrum of horror films, though, no? Yeah, I, I guess there is. The Exorcist would, is a horror movie, right? Would you consider The Witch a horror movie? Yes. Hmm. That reminds me. I need to get another copy of that. I think you're mistaking your personal views on whether or not the movie yeah. is scary for whether or not it's trying to be scary. You're right. I think Bug is definitely trying to be scary. Yeah, I mean, obviously. It's trying to horrify you. Mm. And to, I guess me, so. to me, it succeeds. I don't think, I don't find it scary, but I find it horrifying. What do you guys think of it? Michael Shannon fucking rules. Yeah, Michael Shannon is incredible. But I mean, like, he rules in, like, everything. Like, he, I can't, yeah, you I can't, can watch him take a shit. I don't know. Maybe well, even, <laughs> he's, even like, what movie is that? Even, like, like Man of Steel. It. Like, Michael he, Shannon like he's the best part of that. <laughs> <clears throat> I haven't seen Man of Steel, but yeah, uh, I, I like I'll Michael agree with that. a lot. This was the first thing I'd ever seen him in, and because I rented this right when it first came out in uh. 06, and I remember thinking, like, this guy's awesome, but not yeah. never imagining he would ever do anything yeah, you yeah. Know, close to what he's doing now. But Yeah. And I would say this is this is the best I've seen Harry Connick Jr. act. Like, he's, like, legitimately, like, kind of scary. Yeah, he's yeah. threatening. When you yeah. first see him, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's what like, are we oh, doing? It's what Harry is Connick this? Jr. But then, like, instantly down, like, two stars. <laughs> and then, 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 like, yeah, like a little ways in, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he, he kind of just vanishes. He just kind of vanishes. Yeah, like you just like, oh, like he's not, he's not Harry Connick Jr. Well, like when they get like the close-ups on his eyes, like he believes that, like, like you just know that he's about to beat the shit out of Ashley Judd. He's a real asshole in it. Yeah, my favorite character though, I mean, besides Michael Shannon because he's a god, uh, the Doctor. I love the Doctor when he smokes the oh, crack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then I mean, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this. And then gets stabbed to fucking death. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. So you love the doctor because he gets stabbed to death? No, I just didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, oh god, he's got a knife. I was like, you know, how how crazy is he gonna go? And then yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like how he, I like, the, that's one of my favorite scenes too. This, the entire conversation with Ashley Judd and then leading up to when uh, Michael Shannon walks out of the bathroom and he's like, oh, what are you, one of the new models? <laughs> he like thinks yeah. he's an android or whatever. Yeah. He's feeling him. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, I like that. That's and funny. then he stabs him to death and he's on the ground. He's like, feel it. Feel it. He like yeah, makes feel her, it. It's not real. It's not real. It's not even <laughs> close. Yeah. He's like tasting it. <laughs> yeah. It's really fucked up. It's uh, funny too. Like, this is like this. I ended up watching. Two movies with aphids in them. What other movie? Scanner Darkly. Oh yeah, okay. Like, uh, like the the first scene is the guy thinking that he's got the bugs crawling all yeah. over his skin and all over his dog, and turns out he's just on drugs. <laughs> um, I'd say the only like I I really like this movie a lot, obviously, and I mean I've seen it a lot, uh, but I'd say the thing that struck me this time was like uh was probably the biggest negative thing that I have about it is some of the camera work early on, uh, some of the like shield esque cinematography yeah. where they're like they swing around and like zoom in on a character and it's very, very light like they very they only do it like two or three times and it stops for the rest of the film mm. but I hate that shit so much they uh where I noticed that was uh, outside of the bar there's like two girls smoking or something and it just it does it's straight out of shield it's like yeah. zooms in then goes up and zooms in like, yeah yeah it's really that. strange but I could also I could also rationalize it and I'm sure I haven't I don't. I think I've listened to the director's commentary once, but it's been a long time ago. Mm. And I'm sure that Friedkin would rationalize that as being like, you know, that's the government watching them, you know? And it, it's like the, the paranoia that he feels like, you know, that's they're zooming in with their telephoto lenses or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which is like, if you think, if I think about it like that, it kind of like, it eases it a little bit, but. I, 
I, I find it aesthetically displeasing. I kind of feel like I, I wish the movie would have been set in the the apartment or hotel room the whole time. Like I just feel like so like not anything in the bar. Yeah, none of that stuff. Like right, nothing right, outside right. would have been great because it would have just been way more paranoid. Like paranoid. Especially with the helicopters and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. it shows Harry Conklin Jr. outside and there is no, you know, there's no helicopters. Yeah. Or it's like way off in the distance or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It would have just been way more like, what the fuck is actually happening? You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The whole time, like, oh, he's just, he's just fucking insane. I mean, it's like, eh, I don't know. At what point do you realize that he is insane? Uh, well, I mean. Probably the tooth. The tooth. Teeth. The tooth. Yeah. Teeth. Actually, I mean, like. Right when he starts seeing the bugs, I mean, or the the bug, he's like in the bed. He's like, "Look, it's right there!" And he's, I don't see it. I don't see. It. I'm like, "Oh, I mean, he's just, he's fucking insane." I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, "Look, it's right there." It's like, "No, I don't see it. It's not." But then she does. Then see she it. does see, it. which is great. I really like that dynamic between him and her. I mean, that yeah, was that's yeah. fantastic. And again, I just wish it was just totally. It set just in makes this room. sense to me. It makes sense. It's it's written by Tracy Letts, who's a famous, very successful playwright and a great actor. Actually, played the father in Lady Bird, but. Um, only only has been really in the spotlight for acting as of recently, but uh, a great playwright and uh, went on to write the screenplay for Killer Joe, also based uh, on his play, hmm. directed by William Friedkin later on. Huh? But uh, I, I really like the, just from a writing standpoint, like the idea that she's a battered woman, she's experienced this loss, she uh, is... Very vulnerable. She's yeah. very dominated by Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. And you get the impression she can be dominated by any man, you know? Like, yeah. And Michael Shannon dominates her in a different way. You know, he call, he just, like, convinces her that this thing is happening that isn't happening. Mm. And it destroys her life. So I, I liked all that stuff. I liked the, like the scene when the doctor was there and he says, we have your, you know, we know where your kid is. And yeah. We could tell you where he is. And she really freaks out about that, <coughs> which is when Michael Shannon has to show up and stab him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing else? But then I was like, well, uh, d- during, d- during, oh. the, during that scene, I was like, well, wait, how does, how does he know about her, uh, her son or whatever? I was like, well, Harry Connick Jr. was out there, and I'm sure he just told her. Told him. Well, I mean, that's like saying, like, who, who, is, who is, I mean, the doctor is who he says he is, right? Yeah. The doctor is, is Michael Shannon's doctor. Michael I Shannon was I would assume so. Michael Shannon was we in the think. army. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, when, when Ashley Judd, like, starts showing, like, you know, like the scratch marks on on herself it's like wait a minute like is this is is this some kind of weird like catching thing and then like the like the way she rationalizes it like i have the female you have the male they right. had to get us together yeah. to make this super bug it's like i wish it would have played whoa. i wish it would have played more into that though because i didn't at uh, no yeah, point yeah. at no point was like was i was like is this actually happening like i was like no this is i mean just never really. Yeah, yeah. I, I never thought. I never really had a problem with the fact that, like, I was just assumed, like, yeah, they're crazy, and he's he's insane, and he's feeding her I think paranoia, it, and yeah. versa, and that's that's what the movie is I about. Mean, the movie's about paranoia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it would be nice to feel some of that paranoia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like this. Like, I mean, the scene that, like, when uh, he he pulls his tooth, which is an extreme scene, obviously. Yes. <laughs> when he pulls his tooth, and then he cracks the tooth, yeah. and he puts it in the microscope, and he's. <gasps> You know? yeah. And then she looks yeah. at it and she says millions. Like, yeah. does she actually see the mil? You know what I mean? Like, that's the weird stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen what she saw. And I know there's those like intercut uh, footage of like larvae and stuff. You know, like really quick. Mm-hmm. But I, I would have liked to. I mean, maybe that's kind of like telling you that's what she's seeing, even though it's not really there. Yeah, I think. I mean, as much as I want it to be different, you know, uh, taking it at face value. 
I think the film is more about just her, like her and mm. her being manipulated by different people and how she eventually does get manipulated by Michael Shannon, you yeah. know, into and, thinking that and succumbs to it. Yeah, I mean, completely it's her, like, yeah. her, uh, her, that's her end. Yep. Yeah. She is so, the yeah. super mother bug. How do you feel about that line delivery? I, I didn't when, really when know. When she screams it and her fists are in the air. You don't remember that? No, I don't. You but, remember this? She's on the bed, and it's oh, yeah, when they're yeah. it's when they're determining. She's saying, "I have the ma- I have the female. You have the male." Oh and then yeah, she says, yeah. "I am the super yeah. mother bug." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, mean. I was worried you're going to have a big problem with that line. No, actually, does great. I mean, uh, she is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. she's really yeah. great in this. Do you notice that, like, when they had like the um, when they fu- they have the hotel room decked out with all of the like aluminum foil yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, but they still have this like really romantic looking shade over the bed and the and the candles. What do you mean, made out of foil? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. No, it was it was like a regular like fabric. Oh, okay, kind of like bug net. But, oh, uh, I, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Still, it looked like something like. Wait a second! Like I didn't know this was that kind of motel, <laughs> right? You know, I just, um, I just thought that was kind of goofy. I think my only problem, technically, nitpick would be all the gasoline at the end, like all the gasoline, and they still <laughs> had those lamps going, the fly lamps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure those would ignite gas. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a nitpick. I don't <laughs> that know. was a total it's nitpick, like, but I was just kind of like, I'm just sitting there like. It's like I was watching. Uh, <laughs> like I'm pretty I, sure. I was watching Fury Road and and the scene early on when uh, the the young British uh, war boy guy I forget what his name is uh, real name but anyways he uh, he's like opening all the gas canisters in his car because he's gonna like suicide it yeah and then he takes a and like the whole car is they shows the car like filling up like it's like a pool <laughs> at his yeah. feet of like a foot of gasoline and then he like lights a flare and he's holding it and I'm yeah, like, like yeah, no like, that car fumes, is so small the fumes alone yeah right the thing would just explode immediately but I mean you know it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah. whatever it's it's an action uh, movie I like yeah. the ending a lot though uh, yeah the ending's great yeah it rules fantastic all right, great, awesome. Well, I mean, I, that's pretty solid. A uh, little, uh, little review. Yeah. So you go three and a half. Uh, three point seven five. Three point seven five. I'd go three and a half. Okay, I went four. So cool. Uh, obviously, I have to like it more than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, moving on then to our second deep dive, promising to be longer than that one. I'm sure. Oh, uh, for sure. Because <laughs> uh, we got some differing opinions on this one. Oh, it's, you guys love this movie. Star Wars The Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Johnson from this year at theaters right now. Second highest opening weekend of all time behind <laughs> The Force Awakens, actually. So, uh, yeah. What did you guys think of... Oh, this stars uh, the girl who plays Rey and the guy who plays Date. Finn. <laughs> I don't know who these guys are. Daisy Ridley, Daisy John Ridley. Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Carrie Adam, Fisher. Adam Driver, Mark Hamill, the guy who plays Gwendolyn Admiral Christie, Akbar. At, you know, everybody. Uh, Laura Dern. And, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, my favorite part of the movie. Andy Laura, Serkis. Laura Dern in my favorite scene in the movie. I don't know if she's my favorite part, but she is in the movie. <laughs> Andy Serkis, yes, as yeah. uh, Lord uh, Voldemort. What's his name? <laughs> Snoke? Duke? Oh, yeah, Snoke. <laughs> Duke Leto? Duke Leto? Ah! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what would you guys think of... Uh, I guess we should start with Kevin, since uh, I think we'll get a more glowing review from Kevin. I really, I really liked it. I thought it, did a, I thought it did a good job of, like... Ryan Johnson obviously, like, knew what he was getting into with the Star Wars audience and really... 
did his best to mess around with it a lot. I liked introducing the moral ambiguity to Luke's character because, you know, like like in in the movie and in, you know, the Star Wars fan base, like, you know, Luke Skywalker is lauded upon, you know, as like the ultimate do-gooder Jedi, but then to see like even he was guilty of hubris and like I love the fact that they like, you know, his reasoning for why the Jedi Order needed to end was because it was so pompous and they couldn't really even do anything with all their so-called power. <laughs> and like, yeah, the fact that like, you know, like just trashing it with like within the movie itself, I thought was great. Um, and, and the fact that they brought back Yoda, but the real fucking Yoda, <laughs> like an actual puppet. Yeah. But not not the shitty looking puppet that they had in Phantom Menace. Like it looked exactly like the one that was in Empire and Return of the Jedi, with Frank Oz's voice. That was fantastic. And we should there, re- just reiterate real quick: this is going to be a very spoiler filled discussion. Oh yes, yes. So apologies if you missed the first part where we said that. <laughs> so just if you you don't want to know anything about this movie, skip ahead. Yeah, I think uh, the. It's not perfect by any means. There are a lot of what I've grown to call Nolanisms, <laughs> like where uh, you know Laura Dern's like, "We are the spark that will ignite the fire that will burn the first order down," and then Oscar Isaac has to reiterate it at the end. It's like, oh, okay, I, I whatever. Honestly, did not even catch that. He okay. re- he resays that. Yeah, he says. Okay. It. Um, I liked the fact that you never quite know what's going on from one scene to the next, but I do think that that was a little overdone. Um, I was not expecting it to be quite as, maybe not violent, but kind of... I didn't expect to see Snoke being cut in half and then for them to linger on his missing halves. (laughs) I didn't expect one of the red guards to fall into something and then be cut into a billion pieces. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, this probably had like a lot more gore and like blood than pretty much any other star Wars movie. I think. Yeah, it's pretty, um, compared to, yeah, compared to other star Wars films, I'd say it's pretty violent. Yeah. 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 Um, although, I mean, I'd say the killing of Darth Maul is probably more violent than anything that was, I mean like the, cause you have actually have the blood spray, like the mist, yeah, the mist of blood that comes up over his face. I don't remember that. It happens. I promise. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, like you know, you go, hmm. and then he falls over, and you see his his halves right. separate. Um, we'll, we'll look it up on YouTube after. Right. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it did a. It was interesting too because I kind of like there's. As much as people said Force Awakens was, like, basically another new hope, like, there's a lot of Empire in this movie, but there's a lot of Jedi, too. So I thought that was, it's really an interesting ploy to see, you know, what they're going to do with the next movie. For sure. Jonathan? Um, I thought the, the main plot device with the the Rebel ships slowly escaping the the empire ships or whatever 
new new order. What are they called? First order. First order. Uh, I thought that was stupid. You wish I, they were new order. I, yeah, I I didn't like that. I thought it was laughable at points. They're just I, like yeah yeah okay. The rebel ships are lighter, so they can go faster. It's like eh, really really. I, I just don't. I didn't buy that. I thought that was kind of stupid. Like that just felt like that, that was just like a little bit of a okay. We need time to like make them go to this casino planet and to come back. And it's like you didn't need to go to the casino planet. That didn't need to happen. Just throw Benicio in somewhere else. You don't need to have the children and oh, we're gonna be saved by the Jedi. Like, dude, really, this is starting to get into like prequel territory with this shit. Like that, that was really freaking me out. Other than that, other than that, um, liked everything else. Uh, Laura Dern's character was cool. Uh, her kamikaze mission was uh, the mm-hmm. shit, the shit, especially with the silence. I mentioned that, that was, to you, John. That was a the ten great seconds thing. of silence or whatever. That was cool. Uh, it's probably, it probably more like three or four. It probably was. It felt like ten. It felt like <laughs> yeah. thirty seconds. Um, especially in a theater like that, you know, you just feel every second. I like the way she looked. I like her hair and her uh, her outfit yeah. and everything it was really cool. Um, I like Oscar Isaac. As, I like his character all around. Um, I like how he just thinks he knows everything. And he, you know, I don't know. He's cool. Well, um, just real quick. Speaking of Oscar Isaac and, and Holdo, Laura Dern's character. Uh, I will say that, like, the whole the mutiny thing, and I think I said this the other day at dinner, but this makes no sense to me at all. Um, like, <clears throat> the, Poe Dameron is saying he's running up to Laura Dern, and he, Laura Dern's been put in charge because uh, Leia, you know, had to uh, force float herself back into the ship or whatever. And he <laughs> says to uh, Laura Dern, like, what's the, what's the plan here, Holdo? And she's like, get this man off of my deck or whatever. And so they get him away and he's like, fuck this. I'll make my own plan. And he and Finn and the, the Asian girl, they all make their own plan to send them to the casino planet for the hacker guy. Oh, that guy, you know who played that guy? Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. Wow. So David Lynch uh, connection number two for this movie. Oh. And David Lynch was offered the cho- cho- uh, chance to direct return of the Jedi. So, yeah. and then he turned it down to do Dune. Not important. The point is that, uh, he makes his own plan, right? And then he finally comes back in because they need more time. And he says, Holda, we need more time. And she's like, no, we're loading the ships, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you're going to abandon the ship? You've been relieved of duty. And then they mutiny on her, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then <clears throat> Leia wakes up, stuns him. He wakes up. Then they tell him the plan. And he's like, that's a great idea. Why don't you just tell him the fucking plan to begin with when he asked? Then you wouldn't have none of these fucking issues. I don't know. Like, just tell him what the plan is. It I, felt <laughs> that the plot just felt a little convoluted. Unlike, unlike Force Awakens, which is just like <laughs> A to B, B to C, done. B to Z. This just a, was. This was like this was like A to B. A to B, Z to Y, X. Dude, there's like multiple things happening. It's like it's too much, man. It's too much. But, but, I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. yeah. Almost a three. Almost a three. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it had some good stuff, you know? I don't know. Kylo Ren continuing to rule. Adam Driver's a great actor. Like, that was, like, Force Awakens, the first thing I've seen him in. But, like, seeing him in other stuff, like, he's actually really great. Yeah, he's good. You yeah. should watch Silence. Yeah, I need to. He's, yeah. Cool. He's, yeah. He made me cry in Silence. Sweet. 
least one of the two scenes I cried at. Mm. Well, uh, <clears throat> I'll say that uh, I, I guess uh, going off of what Jonathan just said, I'd have to change my star rating or he'd have to change his because I don't know if I liked it as much as he did because I certainly have more problems with it than what he just oh, I got mentioned. a shitload of problems, but it's a two and a half hour movie. So well, it's you like, just, I mean, you just said this is a problem. This is a problem. Other than that, not bad. But it's like, the, the parts I do like, I really fucking like, but it's okay. like, dude, the, the other, the, and, the, and the parts I don't like, I just feel like, God, like, why didn't you just do it differently? Okay. Well, the parts that I like, I don't really like. They're Okay. Yeah. It never gets to the point where it's like this is great. Like the 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 my favorite thing in the whole movie is when he kills Snoke with the lightsaber. Yeah, that was. And that I just think it's cool great. because that of was the, fantastic. I just think it's cool because of the suspense of it and the like. You know, he's changing. But I also feel that 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 scene, that uh, moment, that action of him killing him means nothing in the long run of things. It did nothing. It accomplished nothing other than to put him in charge because. At that moment, one of the reasons I like it is because, oh, it's finally Kylo Ren is is changing now. He's coming around to the light side. And it kind of played the same card what they did with uh, with Han Solo. Yeah, it was like, like the, oh, the reverse. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, eh. And it's like, yeah, but in this one, I actually believed it. Like in the Han, the Han Solo mm-hmm. case, I never thought for a second he was going to like walk off with Han. And obviously, he's the villain. Yeah. He's going to kill yeah, Han. Yeah. And Han has to die. Everybody yeah. knows that. So, like, but in this one, I'm actually thinking maybe he is going to become, you know, like partners, and I, I was thinking, I was thinking at the very least he'll become like a Vegeta esque character, like this right, bad guy right. who's all, but who's also on the side of the good guys. Yeah, but yeah. he's like a lone wolf kind of. And I'm like, that would be totally that'd cool. Be kind of bad. I know, right? I'm not gonna lie. Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? <laughs> but instead, he I just he like, kind of is the Vegeta of the First Order, though. Yeah, but not kinda, now, not now, now, of, now, he's, now he's Emperor of it, the yeah, First it's, Order. It's, right? a, well, it, it's a little upsetting though because I, I know nothing. That was else. a cool part. I like, yeah, the. The supreme leader is dead. Long live the supreme leader. <laughs> Two things. Who the fuck is Snoke? Who is Snoke? And he is, he we'll, was. We'll really never know. Pa- he was a really powerful Sith Lord. Yeah. I want to know more about Snoke. Okay, now we, what's now number two? Number two. Why is the commander guy, what's his name, red-haired? Hux? Donald Hux? Gleason. Yeah, Donald, Donald Gleason. Whatever. Donald Gleason. Okay, Donald. Is it Donald? It's Donald. No D. Donald. Oh, Donald. Okay. Why is he still alive? Why didn't he get killed? Like, like seriously. When would he have gotten killed? Whenever they're after Snoke dies, he like puts him in the four stroke hole or whatever, and then it just like cuts the scene. And then well, it's he's like, uh, he's. I mean, they need him to run the army. Like in the scene when he's giving orders, when he when like uh, that really is kind of when it, like, Kylo gives orders and then Hux just repeats the order really loudly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just uh, hate him, and uh, I, I, I really want to. I think I, it's a. I think it's a more like sadistic thing on Kylo Ren's part. Like you know, you think so? Yeah, like the whole the whole time. You know, he's been. You know, Kylo Ren was Snoke's right hand man, so he could kind of boss Hux around. But now, like, it's just another way that he can keep. You know, just keeping him under his thumb and just you know. Yeah. But also, like, but also, like the thing—the thing that's interesting about Kylo Ren—is like, yeah, there's like a lot of like you know the Skywalker, Darth Vader in him, but he's also got like the kind of impulsiveness of Han Solo, which I sure. think is an interesting character dynamic. It's his father, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, like I think that's the thing that like you kind of a lot of the t- like besides them like referring to him as Ben Solo for 
you know, however many times, yeah. you really kind of forget that, like, oh, yeah, he's Han's kid. You know, they keep talking about, you know, Darth Vader and they talk about the Sky- his Skywalker lineage, but they rarely will reference the Han Solo lineage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it makes sense that, you know, he has this uncontrollable anger where he's just cutting shit up and then, like, he just bashes his helmet into oblivion. <laughs> That was good. That yeah. scene was really good. Yeah. I, I will say that uh, in the first film, I remember thinking Donald Gleason was like okay in it, and mm-hmm. I remember somebody telling me that he was really terrible. But I was like, he's not that bad. But in this one, he's he's awful. He's uh, I, I found his performance grading and uh, more so. More is- I think more so than it was supposed to be. Obviously, he's supposed to be kind of a despicable, yeah. like, cheesy character. Yeah. But like, just his his like weird uh, that high class British accent that he's putting on as if, you know, as if to recall back to those first films, you know, uh, what, you know, someone like Grand Moff Tarkin sounded like, you know, I, he just, well, I think it's more like, it's more just, you know, I think it's more like just British imperialism. Right. right yeah. Right. But I mean, I, and I see that, but that's something just, that he can easily draw. Yeah. It just as, feels as very, an, as just, an Irish person, like sure. he can, yeah. you know, well, easily I mean, just put on like that as like this kind of like, satirical performance. But I mean, I don't think, I I think that's probably coming more from the original films. I think that was something that they decided for the original films. And he's, you know, coming off of that. You know what I mean? I I really don't like this whole, uh, I mean, it's this, I think they basically just say it in the movie. It's like, we need to kill the old so we can start a new or whatever, you know, something to that effect. And that's the whole tagline is like, you know, out with the old in with the new, you know what I mean? Is that the tagline for the film? Something like that. Star it's, Wars: The Last Jedi. No, no. Out with the <laughs> no it, it's something like kill, kill the past, or something like oh, that. Yeah. Let well, the past well, that, die. Let the past well, die. That's, yeah. what he, that's what he says to Ray. You know, like you know, um, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Yeah, and they're they're obviously being blunt about the old trilogy and everything old. They're they're killing off, so the third movie is going to be totally the you know the new generation, which I think is stupid because the old stuff has good elements why are why are we just like completely like disregarding everything that's old and like you just said about uh uh grand moff tarkin or whatever the the way those guys looked was incredible like if you go back and watch this old star wars, star wars movies like all the empire they just look fucking awesome they look evil and just like they're like and, nazis yes and like you don't i think that's yeah you do not get that in these new movies i don't feel any kind of like oh my god these guys are evil I, I don't get it from the new order. I and they try their hard, first but, order. Yeah, sorry, the first order. Sorry, Star Wars people. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ian Curtis fans. I'm a Star Trek person. <laughs> I'm officially a Star Trek person. <laughs> no, but seriously, you get it in the first one uh, when they're on Starkiller Base and they yeah. have the legions. And I'm like, I don't buy this. He sounds like an idiot. It's like, oh, we're going to take that. It's like, dude, you sound like a moron. This is not intimidating. Well, isn't it kind of like you could read that as like. They, these guys are kind of like they're like pale shades of what you what think? came before them. You know, you what think I mean, so? like they're they're a bunch of that kids. They were a bunch of kids yeah. when the shit really yeah. happened, or they weren't well, even born. The... And they're kind of like imitating what they think the empire was. Yeah. Whereas the empire the... was like the real deal. It's like neo Nazis as opposed to real yeah. Nazis. Like a neo Nazi is not nearly as compelling as Hitler. I didn't think about right? it that yeah. way. That's a good point. And like Snoke makes the same the same thing with uh, Kylo Ren. You know, like you know, I know that you have the the Skywalker potential, and like. Dude, just take the fucking mask off. Yeah. Now. It's ridiculous. It's like Snoke was really, in, in Force Awakens, I'm like, who the fuck is Snoke? 
the first time you see him, he's like six hundred feet tall or something. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a gigantic yeah, yeah. hologram. Like, I was like, that's so on, cool dude? if he's really big, but then he's not really big. Like I was forget, I was, I was, I was like, the the uh, the first order. I'm like, they're not, you know, they're not really that evil. But, but Snoke, that dude's fucking evil. Yeah. So yeah. It, at least at the core, it's evil. But now I'm just like, yeah, it's, who the fuck was Snoke? He's dead. Now it's, I don't well, they know. could do more flashbacks in whatever the ninth one is. Y- gonna you're be. right, but. I don't know. Ky- Kylo Ren's just not that evil. Well, I don't see that's. I don't have a problem with that because it feels like, like I like the idea of Kylo Ren being conflicted. Yeah, I do but too. The problem but is that after he I mean, kills Snoke and she uh, refuses to join him and build a new empire or whatever it is. Uh, after that, it's like he goes full on like I'm the emperor now, and that's and I'll I just, just I'll be evil and yeah. I'll kill Luke and I'll kill my own mother and I'll do whatever. I, I have just to want do it to be darker. Yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. all I think. Well, I mean, he did. He like. I want to he, see these. He, hesi- dis- he yeah. hesitated and ultimately decided not to kill Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, and also the the whole th- your whole thing about you know the the old uh, having good parts to it and that they shouldn't get rid of it that leads me back to my my original thought about Han and the idea that the Force Awakens is inherently exciting to anyone who grew up watching Star Wars like us. Yeah. Mm. Uh, who grew up, you know, at that meaty time when they re-released them in theaters, special editions and everything, and you had yeah. them on VHS, and you, you know, had all the action figures and shit. Because now it's like they're more exciting even than the prequels because we actually got a continuation of the original story. We've got the original cast, the original characters. Yeah. It's very exciting. Han is dead now. So this whole film, there's no Han. Han's not in this movie at all, right? And... For me, I'm only speaking for me, obviously. Uh, to be clear, everything I say are my thoughts and no one else's. Uh, <laughs> I, When I watch the Millennium Falcon flying by and it cuts to the interior and it's Chewbacca by himself with this little bird thing flying, the, it literally like it gave me like a twinge of sadness. Yeah. I was like, I don't even want to see this. Yeah, like, I agree. Show something else. They should have like, just died. I don't even care about <laughs> Chewbacca now. Like he, Chewbacca is nothing but his sidekick to me. Like I don't have any kind of like nothing invested in him. All I care about is Han, right? So Han and him, they have a, a real relationship and that's good. And it's shown in the films and that's great. Once Han is dead, it's like, Chewie has no emotion, so it's not like you can see him dealing with the grief of it. I mean, in the first one, yeah, he has, like, his roar thing that he does, and he hugs Leia and every whatever. Or no, he doesn't, was, even, he doesn't even hug Leia, right? Leia hugs Rey. Yeah. That was, like, a big point of contention, I remember, with the Well, fans. that was an interesting part of uh, Force Awakens. Like, uh, Kylo Ren stabs him, his body falls in, and then Chewbacca's like, fuck this. Yeah. Boom! Right. And it's like, you're dead, nephew. Yeah, but and it's like that's fine, but it's like I just it's not in, like Chewbacca's not an interesting character to me. So like because he's not really a character, he's like a big, he's like an animal. I mean, he, he he's can, like an extension of Han. He's not yeah, exactly. Even, yeah, he's yeah. not a. Yeah, so it's yeah. like when when he's flying the thing by himself, I'm you know like I'm just like I don't. This looks weird. I don't want to see this. Like they should give him another sidekick or get rid of him. In my opinion, and the problem I'm having is that that stuff. Uh, in the, that stuff happens in this movie, and then at the end of this film, Luke is gone, mm-hmm. and we know that Carrie Fisher's not coming back. They said that they're not doing any kind of uh, CG stuff oh, or anything, thank God. so she's thank gone. God. So they're going to probably kill her off in the scroll for the next one. So the next film is literally like 
I mean, it might as well be one of the prequels. It's got nobody in it. It does, except it doesn't even have like Yoda in it. Like it'll have literally no one, right? Unless we, unless obviously you can bring back Luke as a spirit or whatever for a cameo. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't it know. Would, it would make a lot of sense for him to show up, sure. You know, and I just don't well, like he, like you it. said, it's like know. you know, if you if you do this, I'll haunt you forever. So I would have liked for I would have liked for Luke to have just. I mean, it's just like a thing, you know, where it's like. You watch a movie and you're just like, I wish it would have done this instead of that. You know, I would I would have liked for it to have been more straightforward. Luke mm. breaks down and trains Ray, and Ray becomes a Jedi. You know what I mean? Like that's and then has to fight uh, Kylo Ren, who's the villain. It just seems like a more I, I don't know this. The, I don't the direction that they're going with it. The fact that she wasn't trained, like I don't know. Yeah, she's like very powerful for not really being trained. At all, and I mean the fact Which is, is that like well, in, yeah, that's in the, the next thing between her and Kylo Ren, like the like the fact that like Ren kills Snoke the way he does in the movie, like it's like it, once he like you know grows a bit and matures a little bit and gets a little more control over what he's doing, like Kylo Ren is going to be fucking scary, yeah, because we already know because so. we already know this dude can like you know. Like, he can show up on the communicator, but he can manipulate people's bodies and their minds through, you know, God knows what distance across space. And so he was able to trick him that way. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, he is going to be fucking terrifying. <laughs> and I think it's, and you know, it's the same thing with Ray. Like, I'm sure there's somebody in the, uh, in the... Republic or the uh, resistance who like has some, you know, decent sword fighting skills. So again, like, you know, well, it's going to be that kid with the broom at the end. Who's going to be the, uh, the new chosen <laughs> one, right? Probably. Uh, I, I, no, that's I'll, the Jonathan beginning. dies a little inside. That, no, that's the beginning of his trilogy. The director's trilogy. Isn't, oh, right. He get yeah, his own he's trilogy? doing his own. Trilogy. Oh, right, right, right. Fucking Maybe it'll be rated R. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we're getting a rated R Star Trek. Why not? <laughs> oh wait, I got. Let's see. Okay, I will say. Let's talk about uh, briefly about the um, the casino sequence because I think that for me, this is the most problematic part of the entire film for a number of reasons. One being that uh, Star Wars seems to exist in a universe that is, while relatable to our world entirely alien from it right so like the fact that the i mean they even reference it in this one right mark hamill drinks the blue milk again right and then uh directly from the tit yeah directly from the tit uh they have another point that i was like hmm already (laughs) right so but it's so when i see a, a casino that looks just like a casino that we have on Earth, maybe one that's, you know, from 20 years from now or something. Hmm. It just really dragged me right out of it. And honestly, the most the, the the only thing I thought of during the entire sequence from when they landed to when they took back off was this looks like Luke Besson directed it. Like this looks like they're trying to make Valerian. <laughs> Holy it's like shit. a 20 minute segment of Valerian or the fifth element Very true. in this movie. But you loved Valerian. Yes, I do. But it seems inauthentic. Okay. When when Ryan Johnson tries to recreate it for some reason in the middle of a, a Star Wars film, I can agree with you on that. Like especially like the fact that like you know uh, what's her face Rose starts 
going into her story about her, like her and her sister being the political bullshit that so of that much. whole yeah. scene. All the like, animal cruelty garbage. Like y'all like, really did not need that, this. I'm telling, that's prequel shit, dude. Like that felt like yeah, it was yeah, straight yeah. out of Phantom Menace or something. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And the whole, honestly, the two sisters, the the, the first sister, the bomber. Yeah, uh, that that shit was stupid. It took her fucking forever to drop the fucking bombs. That was awful. And then yeah, the other sister, dude. Did it show the sister the bomber die? Yeah, she she exploded, she explodes with, she exploded with the bombs because she dropped the bombs. She drops out the bombs, the but the dreadnought blows up and gets her ship. Oh, okay, yeah. see, I missed all that. I thought, and that was another interesting thing, like the fact that like you know they like really kind of labored over the fact that like all of these people are dying. Yeah. Which is not something like I thought that was Star great. Wars. That was fantastic. He, yeah, because like Star Wars has not been like Terry Gilliam specifically called out Lucas for like you know making like stormtroopers basically you know like the Indians of like a Western like yeah. just expendable. So uh, the rebels definitely suck in this movie. They're they're not winning very much. Yeah, they're getting their asses. Kicked. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, it's they're a, able it's to a lot all like Empire. They're they can just all fit into one ship them. at the end of the movie. Yeah, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty pitiful. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> But I mean, I yeah, this the whole like all of the stuff where like just even beginning from when it, before they even get to the planet, we're going to the worst place with the worst people, and you think, oh, okay, oh, yeah. we're gonna go to like some kind of like scummy like uh, saloon, where Blade like, Runner esque planet yeah, exactly. or something. But just instead, shit. but just, instead, of course, they go to the richest planet yeah. on Earth, or yeah. rich, rich planet on Earth, the richest planet in the galaxy, uh, full of these you know hyper wealthy people and some kind of like. Just like this really lazy attempt to make a comment on, on yeah. like income inequality or something, <laughs> and then like the whole with the animals that they ride. Take a look closer, and then he looks through binoculars and they're whipping them and stuff. <laughs> like, give me a break, man. Yeah, it just felt felt so like cheesy and just like Star pointless. Wars is not the place for. I agree. It's, it's just, just not so the place. silly. Yeah, yeah. It's so silly. And I know the, everything. And at the end, kind of they ride the creature to safety, and then. Finn's like, at least we did some good here. <laughs> and then she's she rips the saddle off and hits it and like makes it run away and she's like, Now we have <laughs> it's just the whole time brutal. I was like, Why am I watching this? I know. Brutal. So like in, in A Force Awakens, you get you get the detour of uh of Han and Chewie. They pick up uh, the main characters, okay? Mm. And then you got the, the you know, the different clan factions come in to get their money or whatever from Han. It's a huge detour from the movie, but it's fucking awesome. And then they unleash the beast or whatever. I mean, yeah. it, it's a massive like detour, but it works. It's an interesting action scene, yeah. though. You know? Yeah, and, and yeah. you you learn watch. about this like crazy like alien monster that eats people. And, you know, yeah. you, you get a whole history of it like, yeah, in like yeah. two seconds. It's it's just well written. I don't know. And Lawrence I, Kasdan, I, the difference <laughs> see? between Kasdan and Johnson. Right yeah, there. that was like I I need to watch Looper again because like Brick. Eh, not that great. I really didn't like the Brothers Bloom. I thought it, I thought it was just Hollywood you heist should trash. Should rewatch uh, Ozymandias, the penultimate episode of Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, he yeah, yeah. That. Also, Fly. He did the bottle episode Fly, where there's okay. a fly in the hmm. in the shop, and Walt's like, "We got to kill the fly before we can continue." And then Walt, and then they both get like severely sleep deprived, and <laughs> oh. Walt, Walt confesses or wants to confess that he watched Jane die. But he, he doesn't end up. Spoiler. Uh. Um, so also, uh, let's see. So yeah, the 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 casino scene just really didn't do it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole political animal cruelty stuff. But just yeah. real quick, getting back to Snoke. 
I will say I agree. Like, I, it'd be nice to know something about Snoke, but now that he's dead, I don't really care. And um, I say if he was like the main villain, like if he was going to be in, end up being like the Emperor, then yeah, we should probably know a little bit more about him. Maybe, although mm. we didn't know anything about the Emperor either. Not really. But um, that's true, actually. But I will say that as much as I like the scene where he kills him with the thing, he forces the lightsaber through his side or whatever. Yeah. I will say it doesn't make a lot of sense, like logistically, as far as the force works, because like this guy is uber powerful with the force. Like he'd probably be able to like register that that's happening, wouldn't he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like 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 I mean, he was able to uh, throw Donald Gleason around through a hologram. So I mean, he's pretty powerful. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying just now about right. Kylo Ren. Like if he's like if Snoke is that powerful, and Kylo Ren can keep him from noticing that yeah. a lightsaber like. Literally, like, right. not even a foot away from him is moving yeah. towards him. It's like, pretty... It's like, pretty he's goofy. gonna... Yeah, he's gonna be fucking terrifying. It just seems like something that's, like, a kind of an oversight, more or less. But, I can um, see that. How did you guys feel about Leia force flying through space after she was supposed to be dead? I was surprised, but then I was like, you know what? It's not really that surprising. I thought that's where, where they were gonna kill her off. I was like, oh, man, that's that's sad. I was like, wait, no, wait, that come on, like that would have been a great point to kill her off. It would have been a fine. She, when you think about it, you don't need her the rest of the movie. I really, agree. she doesn't do uh, anything yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she, she could have stuns. Done it. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, but, but that's like somebody that's, else. That's more done. like a comedic yeah. beat than anything. Yeah, so. yeah. What y'all think of uh, Benicio? I loved Benicio. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah with the stutter and everything, totally he was great. He was great. I could have used a lot more of him, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope he comes back in the next one. That's great. Apparently, they wanted Joaquin Phoenix for that role. <laughs> also would have ruled. Wow. Joaquin turned him down cold. <laughs> Must not like money. <laughs> Must not like money. <laughs> I don't know why he turned him down. He's probably just, uh, you know, uh, yeah. whatever. Oh, oh, okay. We got to talk about this. Uh-oh. The gold dice. No explanation. Someone explain this. Yes, what the no fuck idea. are the gold dice? Where did that come from again? They come from the Millennium Falcon, and they act like they're like something that like we've seen before. Like, oh, these are those things that Han always had, or something. But it's like I've never seen these dice. Don't before. they vanish? Yeah, and they vanish at the end for some reason. I don't know what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, they the vanish dice. in Kylo Ren's hands. So it's like the fuck. I don't know what they are. I and it's like, uh, wait, did doesn't Luke hand them to Luke hands them to Leia, who t- who takes them? Yeah, because Luke had grabbed him out of the uh, Millennium Falcon. He had seen him yeah, like, hanging yeah. from the dash or like the rearview mirror or whatever, you know? Yeah. And he like grabbed him and he's looking at him. He's like, hmm, like, oh yeah, Han. <laughs> you know? And it's like, what, are the, what does this have to do with anything? Like, what are these? I don't know. And like, nobody ever. Uh, is that like some kind of Easter egg from the original films that I'm not aware of? Not that I know of. I don't know. I maybe, don't know either. I, I remember seeing and... them disappear and being like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be explained in episode. I nine. thought I was paying attention. I, I thought I was as well. Well, it's been a long time since I've seen the original, so I yeah. thought I just assumed it was something from like you know Emperor, Empire Strikes Back or something. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say also, um, you know, uh, the uh, Luke Luke is like um, not there at the end, right? Like yeah, he's, he's yeah, astral yeah. projecting himself yeah. into. I kind of like that a lot, actually. That was that was pretty cool. So yeah. okay, well, he l- let me uh, ruin it for you, okay. <laughs> He astral projects himself into the, it's not going to run for you, into the uh, scene, right? Mm -hmm. And you find out about it later. So the whole time you're thinking he's there, obviously. 
And then you realize afterwards, like, oh, that's why he wasn't fighting him. That's why he wasn't uh, letting himself get hit. Because he could have just stood there and just let him, like, swing. But then he would have known he wasn't there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How the fuck did he kiss his sister on the forehead if he's not really there? He couldn't touch anything else. Well, uh, Le- Leia well, probably knew. Well, they are twins. But, I mean, I'm not saying Leia knew. Like, you could see his lips hit her forehead. Oh, I don't know. I, I would imagine that they like, should have that as that. as twins they probably have a stronger you know little twin sest? mental <laughs> trust John to go right I, for the twins I would I would definitely believe that Leia knows that he's not actually there uh-huh. yeah but maybe that was what the dice was for I agree wait maybe wait yeah how did fucking well, how do you hold the dice oh oh the the, the dice, dice vanished when he vanished yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, makes, that makes wow. sense okay. okay wow but who has the, so he actually had the dice then. It's like tw- this is like fucking uh, Mulholland Drive. We're like yeah, we're like getting deep into this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like the blue box. Uh, I agree. I kind of I like the idea of him projecting himself somewhere. I really like the idea that it took so much out of him that it killed him. Yeah, yeah. That was the shit. And he's like he's like meditating. Yeah. And just yeah. Although I think when it cuts to that scene, I did I laughed hysterically. I did it was laugh. So funny. Like, I was, I laughed, but it was like an I, awesome laugh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was I was like, like half like, awesome, half this is pretty goofy because he's he <laughs> looks no, really goofy. I was totally I, into it. I liked Mark Hamill a lot in this. I thought he's he, good in it. I thought he did like I was expecting. I was the scared. Worst. I was very scared. What did you guys think of like when he like has her get up on the rock and he's like reach out and like she actually like puts her hands out and he's got the the grass and like he's like starts tickling her hand you feel that yeah, you, feel, yeah. you feel that, you feel that? <laughs> it's the force it's the force and then whack yeah that's pretty yeah that's that one that's one of like uh forty thousand jokes that are in this movie oh yeah I, i'm gonna rewatch this and i'm gonna take i'm gonna do a little little note every time i see a joke <laughs> guaranteed it will be well over a hundred okay also uh just the whole like this is another another kind of thing where it's like you know you just wish something would have happened that didn't happen like uh, so when <laughs> Kylo this, is, this is, is what happens when you read like Star Wars novels and shit when you're a kid you have like yeah, so yeah. many ideas for shit you're like, like why did why like why, it should go this way it should go this just way. to like, be fair yeah never yeah. read any never Star have, Wars uh, novel in my life but uh, I've read like twenty of them <laughs> okay well yeah never did any of that but the, my my thing is that uh, okay so. She's on the island uh, with uh, Luke, and she has this, like, mental lock with Kylo, and they're, like, talking to each other, and they can see each other and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, Luke says – hang on. Get my notes back up here. Oh, yeah. Luke Luke tells uh, her that, uh, you know, Kylo destroyed the temple and everything, and he's evil, and, you know, he's got to be stopped. And then he tells her – that's not the way it happened at all. Luke was trying to kill me mm-hmm. and I defended myself. And I'm like, that's great. That's a great idea for Luke's character to have in this moment thought, I need to kill this kid mm. and actually tried to go through with it because he's going to be evil. He's too powerful. Yeah. You know, he can see the dark side within him and it just, it created an enemy and it's like Luke's fault that there is this enemy now. Like that's yeah. a good idea. And I'm like, that's great. I at that point, I'm like, this is four, four and a half now. Like, this is that's a great idea. Let's keep going with this. <laughs> it's let's pretty grab, dark. Right. Like, yeah, pretty dark. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the darkness you're talking about. That's that. And even that scene when it shows the scene as Adam Driver is explaining it, and like you see Luke and his like his eyes are like glowing and, she's oh, like, yeah. and he's like trying <laughs> to kill him. You know, 
But then, it, of course, of course, that's not what really happened. And Kylo is lying. And, and or Kylo just saw it that way. And what's really happening is that Luke had a change of heart and he wasn't going to hurt him. But then blah, blah, blah. It's just so it's just such a lame, like, cop out. Just like, yeah. have him had made a mistake. Is it OK for Luke to have made a mistake? Is that all right? Like, but he did make a mistake and he admits it. What mistake did he make? He was actually going to go through with it. Yeah, for us, he said he said for a split second, I had the thought of doing that. I mean, like no, but then he's then the shame of that hits right. him like a ton of bricks, right? So I agree. I would have rather he had the mistake and I like, oh. had to deal with the consequences of it rather than I made a mistake, but I changed my mind at the last minute, and now it's just Kylo's an idiot because right. he didn't see what really happened. I mean, it would have been a lot harder for the audience too if Luke was actually going to do it, and then you spend the whole movie. Him trying to like rectify that or something, you know what I mean? I would have just. Yeah. I think it'd been more interesting yeah. to, to see Luke dealing with like the guilt of having created the supervillain that they have to face now. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that he's basically being a coward by vanishing from society and living on this island, you know, self yeah, yeah. self imposed exile. But I do like the idea of him being in self imposed exile. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, I, some you know basic notes on like the I think the direction was solid. I think Ryan Johnson did a good job with it. Mm. Uh, I like the production design, especially of uh, Snoke's lair, like all the red, yeah, and yeah, everything, great, definitely, uh, totally impractical but really cool looking. Yeah, um, I liked the obviously we talked a little bit about the Laura Dern stuff. That was cool when she light speeded through the uh, the ship. Yeah, kamikazed. How about this the music? I thought the music was really interesting. Like, not especially great, but I thought like, there was a lot of, like, a lot of deeper notes, hmm. a lot of, like, heavy kind of stuff. Not as good as Force Awakens. Force Awakens takes yeah. a lot of, like, the old Star Wars stuff, obviously. Yeah. But it also takes some stuff from, like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played it, but Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo 64, <laughs> which has... An insane soundtrack. Like, John Williams did the fucking soundtrack for the, for the oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of original stuff in there. And it's, like, really great and memorable, memorable stuff. And uh, they kind of, like, cut it into, like, the main theme in Force Awakens. And they didn't do any of that stuff with this one. I'll have to listen to that again. So essentially, Shadows of the Empire a lot. On Force yeah. Awakens, John Williams essentially just recycled old shit from the 90s that he had made for some video yeah, game. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but it worked. It was good. It was a, it was it was good. a, a say great main, score for a video but game. But I, don't, I, don't, I can't really say I remember much from... I would say that's the main fault uh, of this score is this that one. it's very unmemorable. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I found nothing interesting about it. And I say, I say also the, uh, a big thing that they lost with Han was uh, Han and Leia's theme. Yeah, that's a good like that's that's like almost the Star Wars. I mean, it's not, but it's like that's like so one of the ones so memorable. And it's like you can't even do like they had a little like jingle of it whenever he handed her the dice. Yeah. But like, Mm. you know, it's just not there. And it's just such a beautiful piece of music. So I have found the 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 music to be very lackluster, unfortunately. But, you know, I'll have to watch it again. He's made. uh, I've only seen this once. He's made 150 movies here. This John Williams character. So what are you going to do? But uh, yeah, so I don't I don't really have anything else to say about it. Anybody else? Uh, Let's see. A while ago, um, they released this list of movies that Ryan Johnson apparently had like the cast and crew watch. Oh um, yeah, just, uh, wait, wait, I know which ones. Hang on, letter never sent. Letter never sent. Which I don't see at all in this movie. <laughs> ne- neither do I. Uh, what was the other one? That's the only one I remember. Uh, let's see, twelve o'clock high, which oh, I can right. see a lot that's of right. in the yeah. in the first in the first couple of minutes with the bombing and all that. Sure. 
Bridge on the River Kwai. I didn't really like that movie, so I didn't really notice. But uh, Gunga Din. It's a lot, a lot of with the the comedic. Wait, points. what is this again? I'm sorry. This is Ryan Johnson's list of like stuff that he wanted like the cast and crew to watch. Oh, to like prepare Did they, for the movie. They should have just watched like Empire. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Just remake those movies, and you're good. <laughs> Like, keep doing the same thing. It's fucking Star Wars. They should have reanimated. Oh, you're just the, a George Lucas shill. <laughs> I mean. They should have reanimated the corpse of Irving Kirshner to redirect this one. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Like. I mean, dude, He come did on. do, like, yeah. Empire. Yeah. Come on. But also, come like, Three Outlaw Samurai. I mean, Return of the Jedi Sahara. has some shit stuff in it, so. though. Been a yeah. long time. I don't. I for me the. I mean, I'm not a Star Wars head. The Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie to me. So, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh, what's, what's your favorite? John, my favorite. <laughs> He's a Star Trek guy. <laughs> First Contact. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, dude. I agree. Force Awakens is the best Star Wars movie. I'm sorry. I agree. It, 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 it. It. There's so much going on. And it's like a good thing. I'll be uh, honest. I mean, I, maybe if I rewatched Empire or something, it might like creep up. Empire, yeah, maybe yeah. Empire. A New Hope. I've seen a million times. I can tell you right now, not my favorite. And Jedi, he walks. Jedi no, was my no, favorite no. for a long time, just because of the the lightsaber battle at the yeah. end. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Thirty five minute. Lightsaber. I'm sure that's going to yeah. look like slow mo, boring bullshit. Now I don't know. I don't. I don't know how well that's going to look. I don't agree with that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I haven't what? seen it in 10 well, well, that's, plus years. That's the interesting thing about, like, both the lightsaber fights in these two movies. Like, they're not especially great fights. There's sequences. a lightsaber fight in this movie? Yeah. Uh, when Ray and Rin start fighting the Red Guards. Oh, you're saying they're fighting with lightsabers. Yeah, they're, the they're, other, they're the, fighting the, with the Red lightsabers. Guys don't have but even then, like, the, the guys, the uh, you know, like, it's not, like, an easy, you know, yeah. wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And same with Force Awakens, like, you know, Kylo Ren, for being the head of the Knights of Ren, like, it's obvious that he's young and he doesn't have a super amount of lightsaber practice. So. They're just shitty Jedis. They're not very good. They're trying. I don't know. You know, I agree. <laughs> A for effort. <laughs> like, you go back to the prequels, which no one should ever. No. But you go back to those. <laughs> like, my God. Everybody's just like oh, let's talk, pro as hell. Can we talk about also this, this uh, going back to Rose, just her ridiculous, uh, the ridiculous choice that she makes to stop Finn from suiciding into the cannon, which would have saved, you know... Obviously, he didn't necessarily need to do that the way the movie went. But oh. it's like, he, if he had done that, it would have bought them a lot more time. Like, yeah. he was trying to be noble and make a sacrifice. Mm. And she was being selfish, no? I mean, like, she doesn't want him to die, so she and, knocks his ship out of the way. And that was probably the cheesiest line in the entire movie. Like, oh, this that's, is how we're going to win? That's how... Yeah, like, that's how we'll... Not by hating our enemies, but by Not by hating by our loving. enemies, but saving what we love? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty gross. I don't like Rose it's, at all. But had it not been for Luke, everyone would have died. Right. So technically, him going and sacrificing himself would have saved them. Maybe. Right. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I was really looking forward to it. When we were heading towards the count, I was like, this is great because I don't like Finn at all. I'm I had ready, a feeling it was to not going to happen, but I was like, man, this is epic. Like, this is pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah. It would have been great. 
And you got the feeling like, well, he might do it because Laura Dern did it. Even though Laura Dern's not really like a, you know, she just got introduced 10 minutes before she died. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I gave this movie a uh, 2.75, a light 3. As did I. Almost a 3. Probably a 3 on a rewatch. Because uh, the parts I do like, I like quite a bit. <clears throat> I'm staying with my 4.5. That's I, I still I still really, really dig on so much. There is a lot of just not good but the good more than makes up for it, in my opinion. I can agree with that. You know, and it's better to not uh, to not river it up. I mean, Jordan it up. Ah, ah. A little teaser for next time because I don't think we're going to read this feedback today because we're already over two hours. So, oh damn, we'll do right. the feedback for Thursday. And uh, so that's going to do it for our discussion of uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi and our discussion of Bug. And uh, next time going to be jonathan's pick jonathan what do you got for us um forgot the name of it escape from la escape from la no new york (laughs) okay we're gonna watch escape from new york john carpenter 1981 or something i don't know i don't know either something like that sounds good early 80s starring kurt russell and uh isaac hayes yeah harry Uh, dean stanton harry dean isaac um adrian i like this a lot last time i saw it it was just like a year ago you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little cheese, a little cheese, but it's like it's good. It's good cheese. I've never seen this <laughs> film. I think Kevin has. Yeah, Kevin Jonathan definitely has. I have not seen this, so this will be very exciting. It will be very my exciting. first time. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'm going to try really hard. I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be able to watch Highway Patrolman also for next episode since I'm off all week. <laughs> um, so this was the last day of school. This was the last half day of babysitting. Is what Fantastic. It was but, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, if you have questions or comments or feedback for us, you can write to us at feedback at filmiacpodcast.com. Visit our web website at filmiacpodcast.com. Check out our new poll that's up, which is, what is the greatest film of 2017? And there are a lot of options. Go in there and try to vote for your favorite movie of 2017. When are we doing top movies of the year we should probably do that on thursday Thursday? i don't assume well unless we're going to record after on christmas week i'm fine with it yeah i'll be i'll be here on the 28th so if y'all want the 28th if y'all want to show up i'm good if you are yeah okay well we'll we'll do our uh our end of the year show top tens maybe or i'm gonna do a top 10 i don't know about you guys but top 10 of the year end of the year spectacular (laughs) uh where we dissect the results of that poll on the 28th so that'll be two episodes from now next episode will be Escape from New York so check it out stay tuned thanks for listening really appreciate it and we'll see you next time for more Film Yak <laughs> <laughs>